Blog Talk Radio. Roll up on the brothers with the right back song. Yeah, I'm about to drop with my tassels long. Hear that truth and the word so strong. Word so strong. Word so strong. What's going on? They like, hey, where y'all get him from? I'm like, I've been here so long. Open up your ears and hear this song. Hear this song. I said, I'm. What you gonna say? So Hebrew. You so what? this before. They trying to keep it under wraps for show. We can't let the fear hold us back no more. Cause y'all said cowards are the first to go. Check Revelation 2, 9 and 3, 9. We know the blasphemy uh them headlines. They tricking and treating everyone at the same time. While we whine and die like everything's fine. How long will we let that last? I'ma go ahead and put them all on blast. Cause if the Egyptians are all black skin, how Moses passed for one of them. And the miracle at the burning. Bush, y'all turned his hand white, plus he married Bush, which are the modern day Ethiopians. So I repeat, this is in this all black skin, like me. Deuteronomy 28, y'all will punish us by giving weight our mates. Put us on a slave ship and take us away. But we would get no rest and work all day. Pick cotton in the hot, hot, hot sun. Then force us to worship it in the name of one. Jesus Christ, is it dark or something? We grew up in that noonday like a blind nun. Please wake up, Israel, you are the one. That was called to teach this truth in the name of his son. Yahushua, Messiah, God's salvation under one nation. Here's the patience, that's what it is. Let's do this for the grown folk and for the so everybody got to account for the sins Spread the truth and bring them back to Eden Leprosy, the skin would turn white. Moses 
with his hand in his bosom and turned snow Did it again and then went back to its natural tone King Solomon said I'm black but I'm comely Then what color would all of Solomon's sons be? Jesus went to a black Egypt to hide How could that be done with blonde hair with blue eyes? Samson had seven lives It talks about hair like wool Feet burnt like coal pot Paul was mistaken for the Egyptian criminal Could that be possible if he had a white visual? It's not about skin color But close to that is just a fact The people of the Bible are black Reuben, Simeon, Levi Judah, Dan, Aftali Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulon Joseph and Benjamin Who are the 12 tribes of Israel? Reuben, Simeon, Levi Judah, Dan, Aftali Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulon Joseph and Benjamin Who are the 12 tribes of Israel? Black cats and skull caps Black suits with white strings The only thing they ain't black The Israeli is from the land Israelite from Jacob, who was a man. They fought by the Caspian Sea, the Black Sea, Gentile. Before they put on the mask of me, the seed of Japheth. What the heck? How could you be a Jew when your father was Ashkenaz? They met with a Muslim bishop and Israelite to determine what doctrine sounded the most right. The religion of the Jews shows the Kagan. They mixed it with the doctrine of pagan. They wrote their own Talmud, many books they finished. And they tried to say Hebrew was the European Yiddish. Today, they call themselves Jew. Yesterday they were barbarians, so that's Kazars. God, hey God, yo, the only fake in the written revelation. To the synagogue of Satan, Revelation 2-9, to be exact, it's undisputable. The Israelites are the black. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Aftali, Gad, Asher, Ishakar, Zebulon, Joseph, and Benjamin. Who are the 12 tribes of Israel? Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Aftali, Gad, Asher, Ishakar. Go anything to that direction Every man got flesh and bones and skin tones The Israelites are black I'm just making it known The truth hurts But there's no other way to say it If you missed it, press stop Rewind the blade If you understand it Come on, come on, fall in the rank Yo, here comes the roll call Reuben, Simeon, Levi Judah, Dan, Aftali Gad, Asher, Ishakar, Zebulon, Joseph and Benjamin We are the 12 tribes of Israel Reuben, Simeon, Levi We are the four tribes of Israel. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Aftali, Gad, Asher, Ishakar, Zebulon, Joseph, and Benjamin. We are the four tribes of Israel. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Aftali, Gad, Asher, Ishakar, Zebulon, Joseph, and Benjamin. We are the four Now for our feature presentation. Okay, want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the host show Five Smooth Stones. I'm Brother Seth. I want to thank everybody for being early on time. I see people already on the phone lines as well as in the chat room. So I want to thank everybody for being on time. It's so important when you do these blogs to have everybody on your program on time, if possible. 
because sometimes we say things and we don't repeat. So how's everybody doing? Um, I want to just kind of give everybody a heads up. I'm talking a little fast. I want to give everybody a little heads up. I'm I'm not 100% tonight because I've had to work. I don't like, normally when I do shows, I don't work. It's like I do shows on day I don't have to work. But um, having to work and come in doing these shows is pretty complicated, pretty difficult. So anyway, I'm here, and I have guests that's going to be arriving. I have already one brother here in the in the, in the the house. Uh, brother Carl from Israel Dockman is already in the house. He's one of those early birds. And uh, we were expecting some other brothers and sisters. I know Brother Gary from Israel now and Brother Yahshua from Israel now is supposed to be here as well as uh, Brother John from Kentucky, and people from just all over. Uh, so calling in, testifying about this truth, this wonderful truth, how the Most High have revealed to his people uh, who the true tribes of Israel are. Now, I know y'all just heard those songs, those are young people, and they heard a little, probably some of y'all might have felt a little attitude. I know when I first heard the 12 tribes of Israel, that last song, it's kind of like they were just boasting and gloating on Israel. But I want to say to y'all that may not understand young people and uh, whatever you think you hear when they speak, just know that um, um, uh, know that excuse me, just know that uh, they're young and they're uh, zealous. They they are very excited. And you ever heard the term "somebody's not used"? So and so is not used. Well, we not used yet. We haven't quite gotten use yet, and some of us don't know how to act. And, and maybe I shouldn't say don't know how to act because it actually is natural and normal to be not used when you first get something. So allow some people to kind of gloat a little bit in the flesh. It's very normal. If you never know who you were and one day you found out who you were, you probably wouldn't handle it right either. So, again, this is all very new to us as a people, very new, this whole revelation of who we are as a people, how the Most High have revealed to certain ones this revelation of Israel. Again, you got to care about it and want it and desire for him to even reveal it to you. Otherwise, you know, if you trivialize and making fun of it, and then why would the Most High reveal deeper things? But if you're like I was and you're asking questions, you're asking why are we at the bottom of society in every single aspect of life. You're asking these questions. Why, why, why do black people have it, have it so hard? Who are we as a people? What are our true names? What is our true heritage? And I know some people say, oh, that don't matter. All, you, all that matters is who you are in Christ. And that is true. That is true. But how can you even get to Christ to find out those wonderful things if you've been poisoned? Our lies that say that the Bible is a white man's Bible, and that uh, I mean the Bible is 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 a white man's religion. If you look at Christ and disciples and everybody in, in the book as Caucasians, how can you even get to the wonderful things that Christ came to bring to make so freely to us? So I understand the believers out there that say, you know, it's not important what you are in the flesh. What what's important is what you are in the spirit, because we're spirits, and that is so true. What Christ come to do by will of the Father is no joke. Is 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 a is a hundred times more important than who you are with DNA. But I tell you one thing: if knowing who you are DNA 
inspire you to want to know more about Christ? What is the DNA then important? If learning your DNA bloodwise inspire you to want to pursue a relationship with the Most High, then is the DNA important? If the DNA or bloodline inspire you to all of a sudden dis- in all of, all of a sudden get purpose to your life and understand why you're going through what you're going through, is that important? I know when I was young. And my mother used to whip me, which I got a lot of them. But if she whipped me without a reason, all you all you guests on the phone lines, just hold on a second. I just want to lay this quick foundation that we're going to bring all of you on. Um, my mother used to whip me, and I didn't know why. I had all kind of issues. I probably remember every single whipping I ever got when I didn't do wrong. Okay? Why do I remember those whippings? Because there's something about people going through pain and punishment if they don't understand. And we as a people, if we don't understand why we're at the bottom of every single aspect of life, I counted 30 areas where we're at the absolute bottom in every aspect of life. I counted 30. I'm talking about religion, history. Who's taught worse history, bad history, mis- miseducation of the black man, education, uh, social issues, uh in the social arena, who's at the bottom, who suffer more, health and medicine, uh, where it relates to uh, housing and zoning, who's discriminated more against, okay? Look at just images. What if you couldn't talk or hear? You just walked in stores and you just live your life in America and you couldn't hear or say anything. You still get the racism because you see the images, the images. Who is constantly paraded in front of our eyes via publications as being successful, being smarter, being wiser. Just images alone are offensive. Laws, and, and, and who are the laws for? Who are the laws enforce? Who, what people are laws more enforced to than others? And I know I'm jumping right into this. I don't want to do this, but we got a lot before us tonight, and I got to go a little fast. But if you look at law enforcement, the very laws itself, who are they targeted at? I mean, mostly. Judicial. When you go before the judge in the judicial system, who get it worse? How about correction, uh, prison system? How about defense, military? Where the military is concerned, who's who's on put on the front line? Foreign policy. What nations are affected more by our foreign policy? What nations is oppressed more? I mean, I can go on and on and on. Every single aspect of life. Don't let me talk about economics and who's charged the most and get the the poorest quality and, uh, uh, I mean, with regards to jobs and economics and promotions or demotions and even sexuality, all the way down to fashion and beauty, any area of life, you name it, and let me bring professionals in in that particular area, and they'll argue that their area is more saturated with racism. So having been born in the United States of America, or even on the planet for that matter, you ask yourself why. Why do we go through what we go through as a people? So if my mother with me and didn't never tell me why, I held bitterness against her. I had unforgiveness against her for for a season because you just don't understand. It's it's abuse in your mind, in your own warped mind. Your mother's not abusing, but in your warped mind, it looks like you're being abused. And so is it with the so-called African-American. If they're going through all these different things and they don't know why, 
it looks like the Most High is abusing her. Is there any reason why kids don't want to have nothing to do with religion or the Most High? Because they feel abused. Simple and plain. So tonight, tonight, we have a show, a special show. Uh, again, the name of this show is Overwhelming Proof. Overwhelming. That means we're not just going to come at you one way. We're going to we come at you uh, all types of ways where the Bible is concerned. And we're going to do another show in the future. And we're going to talk about how we know Israel without naming one scripture. Because some, if something is true, you can prove it more than one way. Tonight is scripture night. Tonight is the 66 books and the lost books. Tonight is the night to prove with Israel scripturally. I ask everybody to refrain from all of the references. Let's stick with the 66 books from Genesis to Maps. The next show, we'll talk about even more ways, scientifically, common sense, historically, all kind of ways we know we Israel. When something is true, you can prove it more than one way. Again, tonight I have several people that's going to be joining me tonight. Uh, Brother Gary from uh, Texas, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas area. I have Brother uh, Yeshua from Cincinnati, and Brother John from Kentucky may call. And I'm going to go ahead and open the line for this one, Brother Brother Carl. I, uh, let me just do this. How can I do this? Let's do this. Uh, I don't see Brother Yahshua uh, in the house yet. I do see Brother, I think this is Brother Gary. Okay. Uh, how can we do this? Okay, Brother Carl, uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up your phone line. I want to just go ahead and uh, bring you in first while we're waiting on Brother Yahshua. Then uh, later I'll bring on you, Brother Gary. And you will co-host with me along with Brother um, Yashur since we have so much to talk about. I know Brother Carl can do the whole show by himself because this brother has his own blog show. Brother Carl, you there? How you doing, bro? All right, my brother. Again, welcome to uh, Five Smooth Stones. I want to thank you for accepting the invitation to come. And everybody else that's in the house that have accepted the invitation to Speak tonight and testify of the glorious, wonderful blessings of our Father. And uh, I just want to, I'm serious. I really thank you for accepting that invitation. What I'd like to do is pose a question to you, and we're jumping right into this, y'all. I'm not talking about my website or any of that. We're just going to jump right into the show, and maybe I'll mention that a little later on. Uh, um, again, Brother Gary and anybody else that have come to speak, uh, just bear with me. I'm going to let this brother have his say. And then we're going to go and see what y'all have to say. Now, there, there he is now. There's Brother um, Yahshua. Well, I'll do this, uh, Brother uh, Carl. Since I have you on the line, I want you to go ahead and share first. And uh, I think I'm going to bring on Brother Gary and Brother um, Yahshua. Let's do this. Let's uh, all come online at the same time. I'm just going to take a chance to see, see if we can do this. I think we can do this. Okay, Brother brother Gary, are you there, 817-851? <laughs> Yes, sir. Greetings, Shalom of it. Shalom of God. All right. Well, Shalom to you, my brother. And brother, call you there, right? Correct. How y'all doing? Peace. Okay. And now, brother, uh, brother Yashua, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, sir. Hey, Shalom, Shalom, everybody. Seth, uh, what, what, Shalom to you. Shalom to you, Israel. Okay. Now, what we're going to do, just so, because I got all three of y'all in the morning. <laughs> And I know any one of y'all can just take over this show and just do the whole thing. But what I'm going to do is ask Brother Carl, because uh, I want him to share for about five or ten minutes. You brothers are going to be kind of co-hosting the whole thing with me, so I'll kind of 
put y'all on the back burner for right now, if y'all don't mind, okay? Again, this brother I want to share. Brother, a call, what I'd like for you to do is share. Just tell everybody, uh, for, for, for all of those listening, again, we got people already in the chat room and on the phone lines. I want you to share now. Maybe we'll bring you back later on. Uh, if time permits, uh, and you can just come back later on and share even more. Right now, I'm just doing just a little about about five or ten minutes, and then uh, we'll bring on the other co-hosts, Brother Gary and Brother uh, Yahshua. And then, if you want to share later on, that's not a problem. So, what I want, what I would like for you to do, is answer a very basic question. I'm going to be asking everybody: Why Israel? Why this doctrine? There's so many religions. I mean, and I know this is what people are going to say because they're already saying it. Here we got another religion. All we need is a brand new religion to confuse everybody. How did you come to the the revelation that so-called African Americans is one of the lost tribes of Israel, and why in the world is that important in 2012? Well, the first person I ever heard say we was the lost sheep of Israel was Malcolm X. Now, when I was younger, um, I had the autobiography of Michael Max. That's what I first got to uh, start reading with, you know, because that's a uh, somewhat literary level. So when I started reading, I started reading that, and, uh, you know, some old things like voice books and stuff. But, uh, you know, y'all always treat me, you know, different from uh, the one uh, the King. So the Silver Scarab, which uh, I wanted to do now hold on, hold on a second, hold on, hold on a second. Now, brother Gary and brother Yashua, do y'all hear him breaking up, or is that my phone? Yeah, he's breaking up. Yeah, he's breaking up. Okay, uh, brother Carl, do my favor and get closer to a window, or make a move, or do something that we can distribute. Okay, okay, give me one sec. I'm gonna call in on the phone. Okay, okay. Well, while he's calling in, brother uh, Gary, again, man, I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, uh, to everybody that don't know Brother Gary, I'm going to mute Brother Carl to he call us back. Brother Carl, I'm going to mute you and just look for a different line to pop up. Uh, brother, uh, it's just so everybody know, Brother uh, Gary and Brother Yahshua, we used to all have a Bible study, and uh, these brothers are no stranger to the Bible, no stranger to having a, a relationship with the Most High. For those of y'all that say, well, I don't know who these people are. Why, why should I trust them? Why should I listen to any word they got to say? These brothers are serious about their relationship with the Most High. They ain't perfect, but they love the Most High. They really, really love the Most High, and I'm so thankful they joined me tonight. Brother Gary, go ahead and give everybody a little intro of yourself, and then Brother Carl should call because, again, Brother uh, Brother Yeshua is going to be co-hosting with me all night, and, you, and so, you know, go ahead. Well, uh, first of all, Brother Seth, I just thank you for this opportunity and then greetings to all. Um, as uh, Israel Now, the uh, talk show, uh, blog talk show that uh, Brother Yeshua is a host of, uh, I have been a co-host on this show. I've been kind of absentee uh, for about a year now because of some things that have uh, transpired. But for the most part, I can say that... Um, I come at this from a background of a person who is quite questioning. I question everything. Uh, one of my first incidents with religion in a Baptist church is I questioned the whole issue of salvation and what it meant. And so as being a questioning person is that I've never been one basically just take at face value things that have to do with the Scripture. 
And when you made the issue of why is it important, well, for me, it just tells you something about me as well as that. For me, uh, my whole relationship with the Most High has never been about doctrine. It's never been about an escape route from hell. It's always been about relationship. So I think that this is important because it's just as important as if it says that Israel is his firstborn. Well, if it's Israel is his firstborn son, then that means that he is our father, not just our father in the sense of a spiritual sense, but our father in the sense also is in a biological sense. Uh, that might be a little deep for some to grasp right now. We can get into that later at another time. But for me, I just think it's extremely important, even if you are a follower of prophecy. If you follow prophecy, it's, it's absolutely impossible for you to be able to correctly discern and to uh, decipher prophecy correctly if you don't know who Israel is. And as well, many of the things that right now, as we speak right now, there are bombs going off back and forth between Gaza and, and in Israel. Well, the thing is, is that why are those things happening? And, and as you said about the things that we encounter and, and endure and have experienced here in a four-year, hundred-year sojourn here in America, we have to understand why. Well, if you're a person that understands why, I think that this will come as a great enlightenment to you all. So for that matter, I would just say, and also with Brother um, brother Seth, uh, as I begin to uh, search this and have an, a thought that, you know, we could possibly be Israel, um, me and Brother Seth have been friends for over 20 years, um, and I was actually a student at Oral Roberts University when he began to speak very publicly, well, I wouldn't say publicly, but very openly about this issue and, and just putting that question before us, you know, could we be Israel? Are we Israel? Does the fact that we Israel explain a quite deal of the uh, things that we've encountered in a negative aspect here in our sojourn in America? So from that point, I've been studying and researching this probably off and on, probably about, mm, I would say in depth over the, like maybe the last five years, but I became interested and intrigued about this possibility over 20 years ago. So um, I would say definitely nothing new to this. Brother Seth and Brother Yeshua have been tremendous blessings to me as being able to cross some I's, cross some T's and dot some I's. So with that, I just welcome the opportunity to basically encourage anybody who is seeking and who is seeking for greater understanding. As the scripture says, and all you're getting, get understanding. So I think that this is a vital issue is of great significance, especially when you understand that in the last days, all of the issues that surround the prophetic things that unfold as you read the book of Revelations, they're surrounding Israel. So we need to know who Israel is. And if we're Israel, we definitely need to know that we're Israel and what should be our response. Well, that was very, that was very profound, especially the last because no matter what we say, we got to at some point Entertain those that are thinking, number one, who are you, what's your credentials, and what does this have to do with me? Those are the three mountains. Who are you? Because they don't know who we are. And we're on a blog. We're not on a TV show with jets flying in and out, limousine, limit, you know. This is what the standard minister is these days that get respect. You're on a blog. Very easy to get a blog. Who are you? What does this have to do with? Let's say y'all are right. What does this have to do with everyday living? What does it have to do with everyday? And number one, 
How know y'all right? I mean, we got to get over that mountain for real. How do we know this is correct information? So, at some point, folks, you're gonna need your Bibles. I'm gonna warn you right now and just say, please, please, please get your Bibles, notepads, pencils, because you're gonna need right now a lot of scriptures, and we're gonna take it to the scriptures. But I wanted to give just a little intro uh, about these brothers that's gonna be sharing. Uh, brother, call if you are back with us. Do my favor and just press one on your phone. Just keep pressing, like hit one, hit, keep hitting it. That'll make your your uh, Phone blink to me if you keep hitting one. Here's again. I think that's you there. Okay. All right. We got brother call back. Hold on a second, brother uh, Yahshua. It will come to you in a little bit. Okay. Now, brother call is back. Brother call. I didn't get a chance to tell everybody where you're from. What state are you calling from? Well, I'm calling from Arkansas right now. I'm in Arkansas. Okay. All right. Where were you born? At? I mean, just out of curiosity, you from Arkansas? I was uh, planning in Arkansas. Created in Arkansas, I was birthed All right. in uh, Chicago, Illinois. All right, now before we got interrupted, not interrupted, but the phone went crazy there. Again, answer the question: Why is this important, and how did you know beyond a shadow of doubt that the uh, like Brother Gary did? You know, how do you know that we're Israel? What did it for you? Well, condition is the uh, main thing for me. Because uh, the conditions that uh, most blacks grew up in in America tell us that we are the uh, so-called children of Israel or the elect of God, and as I how, how do you figure that? How do you think now? You got to. I'm gonna play devil's advocate tonight, y'all. I'm gonna talk to y'all like a doubter, even though I know y'all 100% on point. And, again, Brother Yeshua, just bear with us because uh, you're going to co-host the whole thing with me and Brother Gary. Y'all just kind of bear with me. Uh, Brother Carl, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Just because black folk go through stuff, so does white people, so does Hispanic, so does Orientals. Who are black people to think just because they go through some pain, they was enslaved, that that make them Israel? After all, the Israelites or the Israel or the Jews went to the Holocaust. Well, it's, it's due to the fact that, uh, like I said, condition. Deuteronomy 28 basically lets you know that the curses shall be up on this people for rejecting God in the shape, form, fashion, and manner in which they did it. They went into idolatry, and he said because of that, then he he's a God of jealousy and stuff. Because of that, he going to move us to jealousy with a nation he knew not, so on and so forth. So if you look at the... Just the blacks in America. I I can't speak for every um, scattered, you know, Israelite in wherever country they are. But in America, our history tell us that we came into this slavery or this Egypt again by ship. That's a condition that happened to this people. They put iron and stuff around our neck. That's a condition that happened to our people. They using by words to describe us: Negro, nigger, color, African American, black, Afro American. Urban, you know, all these different terminologies, but there's no defined um, statement of who we are as a nation of people. You know, it's by words on us. Deuteronomy 32 and 26 pretty much tell you that. You know, so like I was saying before the phone started breaking up is I first heard Michael Max state that we the prodigal son, we the lost sheep of Israel. And that always stuck with me. So... As uh, time went on, 
I never dealt with like organized church because I thought most people was hypocrites. So as time went on, I went to the Moody Bible Institute in Chicago and I was playing ball. And actually a, a, a white guy or a Gentile for my terminology, um, he started reading Revelation to me. So I never really dealt with the Bible until I was like 19. Once he read Revelation during the time of Y2K coming about and all this and everything, I said it's time for me to start dealing with the Bible. And doing that, I, I ran into some people in Chicago that said, uh, you know, they were the Israel of God, but they were saying a church. But <clears throat> it took a literal aspect, too, that we are of the Israel of God. We are the Israelites. So in dealing with them and, you know, they use some Bible references right off the brain, no book, no paper, pretty much, you know, internalizing the scriptures and giving the, um, you know, answers and things biblically from the scriptures, you know, it just enlightened me on different things. But to deal with uh, are we Israel or who are the Israelites, anybody out here in the world today will use Deuteronomy 28 to show the curses and show how they as the people went through stuff. But it only fits most definitely from what I know, the African-American, the Negro, or whatever in America. Now, outside of that, other people hold, other people hold, you know, that to be true about them, too, but then you have to test anything, so. Okay, now, having said that, and, I, and I'm sorry that we don't we don't have a first gear and second gear. This is, we are already in third gear, and this is how we're going to have to roll tonight, because we got two hours, and a lot of people want to share. Now, I'm a Jew. Let's just say I'm, a, I'm listening, and I'm a Caucasian, and I'm a Jew, and I heard you say that other people have went through, but it don't reflect, it don't, they don't go through it like we go through it. I want you to just kind of, uh, uh, just kind of, kind of hit that a little longer. Now, these people, these people, have been moved there by the governments of the world. They've been placed there. This is their homeland. You go there. They're 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 not everywhere, but they're in Jerusalem for sure. And they became a nation in 1948 through, uh, you know, they became a nation in 1948. I ain't gonna say too much there. What make you think African Americans? You know, most of these young brothers out here don't know who they are. Hold themselves on the corners, gang banging. Not everybody. Not everybody. Not even most black young black men. But there's enough of them to make the notion that they're Israel sound foolish. So where are you getting this from? That we got it harder than any other people, and it, it, the, the prophecies relate to so-called African Americans more so than it do. These people that was brought from Russia and all over the all over the world, they say, brought to their homeland, uh, and even you know, I mean, they even airlifted the Ethiopians just to show they ain't racist. <laughs> so where you get this off? That where you get this from? That black African Americans, as far as they are from Hebrew culture, look at what they eat. They don't eat nothing Jewish. They don't understand no feast days. They don't understand Hebrew. They are as far as you can imagine from what we call a Jew. How are you getting off saying they're Israel? Now, again, y'all, I'm playing devil, devil's advocate. Well, at the end of the day, it's the fact that he said he's going to take them into all lands, uh, basically have them enslaved, scattered to all nations. That's why I said I really 
you know, I'm going to stay away from, you know, the different nations and stuff. I just deal with America. Since we in America and we talking and this is where I stay and this is where I learned this information at in dealing with the scripture. So, like I said, the curses are up on us. Now, what other people have been enslaved like we have? Other people have been in this, this and this servant and this and that. And other people, yes, they done went through holocausts and they done been uh, murdered and tortured and things of that nature. But our history still, the Negro in America, our history still is more more in tune with what the curses are than any other people. We was over here by ship. We was forced over here. If you look at our history, black history, as most people deal with this matter during Black History Month. But you see, we came over here by ship. We was forced over here by ship. You know, other people get into the terminology of the 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 trade the um, trade routes and this and that and what they call them and this and that, but we was brought over him by ship. Then um, you know what I'm saying we was bought and sold. Who else didn't had that happen to him? Who else has been um, just all of that? It, I mean, there's so much okay. that you could go into. But uh, okay, who else okay. is in the prison houses? The Lord say we would be in okay. the prison house and then we would be in the graveyard. So if you look at the majority of people that's being killed over here through the years and the majority of the people that's locked up through the years is us, you know. And I and I and I and I wanna I wanna move to Brother Yashu, but I wanna add to that that if you can, brothers and sisters, whoever's sharing tonight, use as many scriptures as you can because this brother what he just said is the hundred percent bona fide scripture. Those of us that's been studying, we know that to be true. So but those that are listening to you, they don't know you. You don't have no credit, so I can tell you right now, probably at least 700 people that's going to call between now and 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 probably next week on the archive, they don't know who you are, so they have no reason to say because you said the Bible says so. If you can, or anybody coming out there, maybe you can say like Brother Carr said and, and, and then share the scripture. I can tell you right now he's on point. Deuteronomy 28 says you have sons and daughters, but you won't enjoy them. You as a nation is going to have sons and daughters. I'm talking about millions of people. You as a nation are going to have sons and daughters, but you won't enjoy them because they're going to be taken into captivity. And the other scripture goes on to say that uh, your your the enemy, your enemy shall be those of your own household. So that's going to absolutely be your sons and daughters. You know, one scripture says the, the, the Israelite cried out, how long will these things be? And he says, until your houses be without a man. So this brother is very much on point. Brother Carl, I really appreciate that. I want you to just stay on. I thought what I was going to do is just actually put you on hold, but I think I'm going to take a chance and leave this line open. I just, we'll just have to go in, in order as I, you know, if, if that's okay with y'all. So, Brother Yashua, I'm going to leave your line on, Brother Carl. Just keep the noise down in the back if you have any. And, Brother Yashua, please come on. I'm going to pose the same question to you, same question to you. Who in the world give y'all the audacity to be running around here having shows on blog talk, shows all over Facebook? Y'all have just polluted Facebook with this nonsense that black America, African Americans, are the lost tribes of Israel. Where y'all get off with that? Don't you know the Jews was put in the Holocaust? The world acknowledged them. They have museums. Great men, wealthy men go and see these museums. We don't have no museum talking about we Israel. They have a museum. You know, uh, uh, my boy, <laughs> my boy Hitler, or I dare say our boy, Hitler, 
Anyway, Hitler uh, made it clear these are the Jews, and he put them in ovens, and they went through all kind of. The, the whole history of the world has bowed to these people as far as acknowledging them. They have caused wars. Where do you, because you're one of those people on Facebook with Bible studies, you've been doing this for a while, where do y'all get off saying that African Americans are the true people of the book, and don't you think this is going to cause confusion in the church? We are already Baptists, we are already Methodists, we are already Pentecostal, and y'all want to come along and add another religion to confuse our young people. Right, right. Well, you know, I thank you for the question, and first of all, I just wanted to say, um, you know, thanks for the invite for coming on the show. Um, I'm glad we're doing this show, you know, to put out for our people to learn who they are. Um, I consider everybody on this phone line a friend of mine, Brother Seth, Brother Gary, and Brother John, I mean, and Brother um, Carl, so it's good that I'll be on at once. But um, I think to answer the question, um, like you told Brother Carl, you know, I was going to kind of just run up some stuff, but I'm going to actually go to the scripture, like you said, to where we kind of get some of this stuff and just um, see if we can make sense of it. Um, we didn't just arbitrarily, none of us claim to be the children of Israel. We actually had, you know, it, it research, you know, a lot of things presented in front of us where it was undeniable who we are when you truly dig into these scriptures and understand them. And like you said, we're not even going to deal with other things outside of the scripture today, only the scripture. So um, I think my first place I will go to very quickly is um, Psalms chapter 3. And I'm going to actually read verse 4. And Hold it on, says, Psalms what? Uh, Psalms 83 and 4. I want to put it in the chat room. That's why I asked. Okay. Okay, go ahead. All right, Psalms 83 says, verse 4, They have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. So if we look at that and we really think about the prophecy of what these people said, they wanted to cut whoever Israel is, they wanted to cut them off from being a nation that their name of Israel will be remembered no more. And if you notice, for a long time, until we started to awaken, um, not too much long ago as a whole nation, yeah, it was always individuals here and there, but right now the fig tree is really blossoming, meaning it's a lot of us waking up to who we are. But for a long time, we could go back 100 years, 200 years, 300, and nobody on earth was really called Israel. You know what I mean? I mean, even the people we know of as the people in our land claiming to be us, they're not called Israel, and they don't call themselves Israel. You know, no people on the earth was not too much as a whole, as a whole nation really called themselves Israel. It was some tribes scattered here and there, a few people here and there calling themselves Israel. Um, so if I look at the next verse, it says, but they have consulted, or consulted together with one consent, and are confederate against thee. Then it starts to name some nations, the Tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites, the Moab, the, um, uh, Moab and the Hagarenes. It starts to name all of these nations that conspired against the children of Israel to cut them off that their name will be no more in remembrance. Now, how can you do that? Um, Unless you went through, just like Brother Carl and Brother Gary said, and you also said, you went through some type of slavery where you were actually cut off from your heritage. Um, so I just want to pose this question as well. If we go to Revelation chapter 
2 and verse 9, which I'll read, it says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art, art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Now, if we look at that, we, we have to consider, okay, primarily it's two people upon the face of the earth. It's so-called black people calling themselves Jews, and it's the white people that call themselves Jews. But the scripture is saying one of them is a liar. But the scripture, when you look at it closely, it says the ones that are lying, they're rich. We're not rich as a whole. The white people that are calling themselves Jews that are living in the land of Israel, they fit this prophecy because they are rich. You know, um, and they are calling themselves Jews, but the scripture says they are not. And I think uh, just one last thing um, before I um, turn it back over to you. I just want to go one other place and go to Luke 21 and just look at this is one way that we can figure out which one is the real Jew and which one is the not is not the real Jew. I'm going to read Luke chapter 21 and verses uh, 22 through 24. And as I read these verses, we all have to put everything in context. These words are in red, which means that the Messiah spoke these words. If the Messiah spoke these words, he spoke them when he was living, and he lived on earth about about roughly 2,000 years ago. So we have to ask ourselves, once we read this prophecy, what people upon the face of the earth went through this within the past 2,000 years? From 2,000 years ago to today, what people fit this? And it says, um, Luke 21 and verse 22, For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. So he's talking about wrath upon his people. Then it says, They shall fall by the edge of the sword, and be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles. So he says his people will fall by the edge of the sword. They will be led away captive into all nations. And while the true Israelites are led away captive into many different nations that we came to um, during the transatlantic slave trade, we came to Jamaica, Haiti, Cuba, North America, South America, all these different places. But while we were led away captive into all nations, Jerusalem was trodden down of the Gentiles while the true Israelites was outside of their land. Now, if we look at the people calling themselves Jews, do they have a record from 2,000 years ago to today that they were actually led away captive into all these nations? You know, they every nation that they went to, they migrated. They may say, yeah, we were putting ovens in uh, in, in uh, Germany, but they migrated to Germany. How did they get to Russia? They migrated to Russia. These are historical facts. They migrated to every land. They was never put on a ship and taken anywhere by force. So that's just pretty much it in, the, uh, in a nutshell, but we'll get back to more later. Yeah, and that was very powerful, very powerful. And I want to say this to everybody. Don't think we can't go scientific. Don't think we can't use history. Don't think we can't use common sense. There's a lot of ways to prove this truth. We just refraining ourselves we just tonight to stick with this with this, with the Bible. Okay. Hey, brother Seth. Very simple. Yes. If I could, could I say a word about history? Um, 
it, when, when you were saying about history, as Brother Carl was speaking, and then Brother Yeshua picked up off of that, and I think I kind of did them a disservice because I really didn't give, I think, the answer that you were asking for as far as the background and what qualifies us and gives us the validation to speak on these issues. Well, from a theological perspective, let me say that I was a student at ORU, majoring in theology is actually where the place where I came into this information and began to waken up to this. And as the question that you posed to Brother Carl, you said, well, okay, many people have been in slavery. And I would just say this is a rule of thumb. Let's go from an academic perspective. When you deal with Deuteronomy 28, it's not one prophecy. It's not one aspect of that prophecy that apply, that you can call out and single out and make that apply to a certain group of people. That's actually taking Scripture out of context. As we look at Scripture, we have to look at it in the full context of what the intent of the writer was saying. And what Moses was saying in that is that he said that in the latter days, these, these, these things would come upon you. So when you look at that, it's not just one prophecy that gives us an understanding and gives us a more clarification as to in our attempt to identify who Israel is. It's an accumulation of all of those prophecies. And just as Brother Yeshua said, these people were never taken captive. And so, therefore, that eliminates them. Also, he said something very significant. He said that Jerusalem would be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. Well, we know that that is what they would call when we go into what, they, what Revelations refers to as the tribulation, when, when the time of the Gentiles has been fulfilled and salvation has come to them, and then the Most High turns his eyes back to Israel. Because even in Romans Romans. 10 and 2, it says, has he forsaken Israel? And it says, God forbid. And so there'll come a time when he's going to turn his heart back to Israel. And then when we look at historical perspective, we look at that during the time of the Messiah, during the time of Yeshua, Yahweh Shot, Jesus, however they, people choose to refer to him, when he walked the planet during the time of his ministry, the people who were in Jerusalem were those who were of the southern kingdom. Well, during the time of the great persecution, when they began to disperse from Jerusalem, many, the, the, most of those went from a southerly path. Well, south of Israel is what? It's Africa. Okay, so we have to keep folks with the timeline because we're looking at the year, um, what, 30, from 30 to 60 B.C. As a matter of fact, we know the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D. Okay, then you come out to 70 A.D., and there shortly after was when the persecution arrived. They destroyed the temple, and the Jews were basically put out of Jerusalem. They were put out of Israel. Well, they went south. Well, if you go from south of Israel, what do you find yourself at? You find yourself in North Africa. Okay, then we also know during the Islamic slave trade, that was the first slave trade. We have to understand that the first people who took us into captivity were not Europeans. Many of them were Muslims, and they were African Muslims, and those are the people who first took us into captivity. And the common factor about anybody in the Western Hemisphere who is quote-unquote black we got to we came to be where we at as a result of the European transatlantic slave trade. So when you combine that with all of the other factors, uh, determining factors as laid out in Deuteronomy 28, then it becomes very clear that there's only one people on the planet who meet all of those specifications, not just one. Not just saying that you've endured atrocities, not just saying that you've been a people who have been persecuted, not just saying that you are people who have been in poverty. No, it's an accumulation of every single prophecy. You can't take one out of context and apply it to one group of people and say this is them. And, and, and as you said about Israel, actually, Brother Yeshua, when he said there's only two groups of people who are claiming to be Jews. Well, actually, in actuality, we never claim to be Jews. 
We have always stated that we are Israelites. They are the only people who have claimed to be Jews, and it's so odd that they are in Jerusalem, and the Scripture says that Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So that means that we are in that time. So if there's any people who are ruling and reigning in Jerusalem, then the Scripture in, it definitively clearly says that they are Gentiles and they are not Jews. Very well put. That was, I, 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 that's a good angle to look at that. And that's what I want, a Brother Carl, a Brother Yeshua, and yourself, I love this. Y'all coming in different angles, different, you know, everybody don't see it quite the same way. And I, and I wish that we could have got some sisters involved because there's some sisters that probably can speak circles around us on this, and, and maybe they'll chime in a little later on. But I'm, I just want to say I appreciate that, uh, Brother Gary. That was very, very good. And like I say, remember, folks, you're not talking to, to Israelites. You're talking to people that will be listening. I got a lot of people that don't, that, you know, they need to know scriptures. You know, if you have a 517 area code on the line waiting, that is a sister. That's Sister Kavai. She agreed to call in and be a part of it. Well, okay. I will, I, I will and like and let me just say this, Sister, hold on real quick to Sister Kavai. If you are listening and you're on the phone line, anybody listening on the phone line, because the phone line is lit up, there's more people on the phone line than, than in the chat room. So I'm going to have to really keep my eye on this phone line to make sure I don't miss nobody. So if I miss you, just keep pressing one, and your your, your little uh, yellow hand will beep. It'll blink at me. Just keep saying one, 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 and I'll see you. But uh, I just appreciate y'all, and I want to share, since every one of y'all went, I want to share with everybody what did it for me. Real briefly, what, I'm, what I've been noticing, everybody's been taking about 10 minutes, and I want to keep that going. But after I get done, I want Brother Carl to come. Then after Brother Carl come, I want Brother Yahshua to come. And then we're just going to keep doing going like that until somebody lift up their hand, and they jump in, they can share a 10. So that way everybody getting a flavor from everybody. But let me tell you all what did it for me. I've been raised in the church, and let's see what time it is. 53, I'm going to try to keep my own rules. Uh, I've been raised in the church, Brother Gary, as you know, and Brother Yashua, and Brother Carl, and everybody else on the phone lines. I can't say hi to everybody uh, that I see. Y'all just have to know I mean hello, okay? Uh, shalom to those Israelites. But I've been raised in the church, and I've always said when I heard about the Israelites, man, they sound just like us. Man, they sound just like us. Actually, Louis Farrakhan was the first one. I know it's ironic. Brother Carl heard of Malcolm, and I hear Farrakhan. Now, I might have heard it earlier. But it didn't ring no bells until I heard Farrakhan say it. He said it like this, nobody went through much hell as you. You the Jew, you know how he talked. And it just, it registered with me because I was in the church heavily at the time when I heard that. And I said, well, we're not no Jews. I understand what Farrakhan trying to say, but we ain't no Jews. So I went on to keep noticing when different ministers preach on Israel, they would all, I would always say, man, we, we just like them. Stiff-necked people, rebellious people, always trying to look for a king, making everybody out of a leader. You know, it's, you know, and it's no wonder one of the kings was named Martin Luther King. But we want to make him our leader. We want to make Garvey our leader. We want to make anybody our leader. We always looking for a king. Everybody, every people don't do that. White people are not looking for a king. They ain't looking for some one person. That's that's not characteristics of every nation. But we're always looking for a king. We're stiff-necked people. We're forgetful people. And I just kept saying, man, we're like Israel. But what did it for me was in Columbus, Ohio, laying across the bed, meditating on this, 
when I came across Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Some of y'all say, well, what is that? Well, what is that? Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, Moses is talking to the real Jews, the authentic Israelites, the biological DNA Israel, and he says to them, what is going to befall them? What is going to happen to them if they obey as a nation? And what is going to happen to them if they disobey as a nation? In other words, what is going to be Hebrew culture for the rest of till eternity? I mean, until he, he said he used the word forever. Okay, we can get off into a whole other Bible study on that, but the bottom line was Moses was talking about what would happen to Israel forever. You know, just like Jacob, when he got ready to die, he set his sons all there, all 12 tribes, and he told them each and every one of them what would happen to them. Uh, you know, he laid prophecy out for them. That's kind of what Moses did. He got all the 12 tribes together, and he began to tell them what would happen. Now listen to this. Verse, I told you verse 46 did it for me. Let me tell you why. Listen to what it says in verse 46. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. And Brother Carl, I appreciate you uh, posting all those scriptures in the chat room. Okay, and they shall be upon thee, they, speaking of the blessings of the curses, and they shall be upon thee. Moses is talking to all the 12 tribes upon the mountain. They're hearing him out, and he is letting them know that these blessings or curses is going to be upon you. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, a sign, and for a wonder, and unto thy seed forever. I'm going to read that one more time. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says, And they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder, and unto thy seed forever. Now, they don't have to just be cursed all the time. They don't have to just be curses all the time. Somebody got a little noise in the background. But they don't have to be cursed all the time. They can be blessed if they obey. The first 15, I think, uh, so verses talk about blessings. And I mean they're powerful blessings. And the rest from 15 to 68 talk about curses. Now, when you look at this scripture, it says, and they shall be upon me for a sign, an S-I-G-N. What do we know an S-I-G-N to do in, in the world today in 2012, an S-I-G-N, a sign? It identifies something. And a wonder. And upon thy seed forever. So what did it for me, gentlemen and, and ladies, is the word forever. When I saw that the scripture says that all of these behaviors, these prophetic curses that's to be upon Israel, these prophetic blessings that's supposed to be upon Israel forever, and I knew that that year that it was, whatever year I think it was, uh, it was about 20 years ago, I knew that that wasn't the end of forever. That's what linked me to this, all this ancient mumbo-jumbo to that current date. That's what let me knew, let me know that Israel is alive and well, and these specific unique curses and blessings, which I already thought was like us as a people anyway. I always, when I heard people talk about all of the stories of the kings and everything that happened, just everything about Israel, I've always said it was it was just like black culture. But when I heard it say that these are going to be upon you forever, that did it for me. I went to Israel after that eight times, you know. Uh, well, it wasn't right after that, but I went, yeah, it was pretty much after that. I went to Israel eight times, and when I went to go see these Israelites that live in Israel, black folks that left the United States in 1967 and declared that they were the true tribes of Israel, 
I went to see those people because I identified with them. But when I got there, they tried to convince me that we were Israel. And I said, you don't need to convince me. You don't need to convince me. I don't want to go to the class where y'all's trying to teach anybody that. I know that. Tell me the next step. And I wasn't rude, but I just let them know, what do y'all do after that? Take, take me to the next museum or whatever you, you, you do. And, and, and that's how we kicked it off because I, didn't, I needed no man to tell me. And I'm going to tell you all something. You don't need none of us on this line really to tell you what we're trying to tell you. If you listen to the voice of the Most High, the Bible says you have an unction from the Holy Spirit and need not that any man should teach you. Really, you don't need no man teaching you. If you if you walk with the Most High, but unfortunately we don't. We're not a spiritual people. We're very carnal people, and most of us live in the United States, which is nothing more than Babylon. And this is very hard to hear the, the voice of the Most High in the middle of all of this hell. So you have to have teachers. You have to have priests to come and break these things down because we cannot hear like we need to hear. But if you had the kind of relationship that Moses and Noah had, I mean, if you walk with the Most High. I mean, for real, for real, if you walk with the Most High, why do you need me to tell you you Israel or not? Maybe you're the Gentile. Why do you need me to tell you you're a Gentile? So while I applaud the brothers on the line, and they're they more than welcome to talk about this, just sit down, folks, and just really think this out in your own mind. How can white people, white-skinned people, blonde hair, blue eye, looking just like albinos, be all up in Israel, all at the Holy of, I mean, all up at the uh, Solomon's Temple, supposedly, and all of those great places, Church of the Holy Sepulchre, and and uh, uh, some of these brothers have been there. And how can you be all up in there, Lily White? Just just use your plain old common sense. And furthermore, those of y'all that's got us on trial tonight, Brother Gary, Brother Carl, Brother Yahshua, and myself, you got us on trial saying who are y'all and why are y'all teaching this. Ask yourself this question. Where do you have proof that the people in Israel are the real Jews? You can't let Hitler dictate who the real Jews are just because Hitler do anything to them. You know, what if I decide to put something in the oven? Does that make them whatever I say they are? So we need to put we need to reverse this thing and ask people where your proof at? What, do you have as many scriptures as we have? Maybe we are twisting scriptures. But how many scriptures you got to twist? We ain't twisting those scriptures. But what are you twisting? Y'all just twisting news media. Y'all just twisting CNN, NBC. Y'all don't have no proof. Just because some people live in Israel don't make them Israelites. It don't make them Jews just because they live there. No more than we are from uh, United States of America just because we live here. We, we ain't from here. Caucasians are not from America. So that is just as foreign to say those people are the natural biological Israelites just because they live in the land. It's very shallow and it's very it's, it's very amateurish to think that. So I just want to put the people on trial. I want to put every one of y'all listening to us right now saying, who are y'all? Y'all ain't got nothing to do whatever you think in your mind. I want to ask you this question. The Bible says, Christ said, we testify that. How do you go, uh, Brother Gary, y'all help me out. Testify, we testify that we see. We speak that that we know, testify that that we've seen. That's what Christ said. So if you're not sure what you're talking about, y'all need to quit running around talking about the Jews. Every time you say that, you're adding to a lie. You're perpetuating a lie that's been one of the biggest lies upon humanity. And you black folks need to be suspect because we're saying 
we're, we are in one voice saying to you, in one voice saying to you, this is a theft of birthright. This is a theft of birthright. If nothing else, you should listen to this show saying, wait a minute, what did you say? Somebody has stolen your birthright. If nothing else, you should listen to this show to just investigate cooking. I think the brother fell off the air. His, I did uh, too. But Seth? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, I guess we still here, but he got cut off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know how it go. If you didn't host, you, uh, he will hit continue and try to come back on. I don't know if he's doing it through Skype or through the phone. I but think once he realizes we're not on, he'll come back on. <laughs> Yeah, it's an aspect that I want to... Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Brother Carl, just jump in. I got disconnected. We'll go right ahead. Look like y'all okay. doing the right thing. It was and by aspect. the way, hold on. Hold on, Brother Carl. I didn't mean to just jump back in like that, but somebody had had their hand up. I don't. I saw it up, but I was just talking, and uh, uh, I actually I kind of know where they're probably going to go with this, so you probably need to talk to this person, actually, Brother Carl. I'm going to let you address this person. Uh, I think I know what they're going to ask. But Eric, 804-289, everybody, just so y'all know, whenever you ask your hand, raise your hand, we will interrupt myself or whoever. Um, I, I should have got to it earlier myself, broke my own rule. But anyway, Eric, 804-289, go ahead with your question or comment. Peace, peace. Uh, Brother Kufu, Usia, Magneto. And, um, okay. Yes. I pray Brother this. Kufu. This is what we need to be doing. Yes, clashing for correction. Okay, my brother. So you got a question or comment for any other guests? I mean, just so everybody knows, this brother Cooper called a show a lot, and this is uh, a great uh, person in terms of uh, uh, on blog talk. Everybody knows him on blog as far as identifying Israel. I mean, excuse me, as far as identifying the new world order and different things. So this is going to be interesting. What do you got to ask? I know you got some, uh, you've had issues with Israel. Come on, let's just be honest. We're not trying to beat around the bush. We got four brothers on the line and know what's going on. What's your brief with Israel and the black folks going on this road, Brother Joseph? Okay, well, you know that always stress, you know, the, the Israel where the brothers talking about, the Hebrew brothers talking about, it's no other than uh, uh, Egypt. You know, I went there. I, I, I went there for five months first time. Came back for like five, six weeks, and uh, went back over there for another four and a half months. And 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 I saw it all. I saw it all. Heliopolis, my doom, uh, uh, Abyssinia, uh, you name it. I saw it all. Went up to uh, her garden. You don't see but look everything that. You, the Hebrew brothers think that they're going to destroy it up in Israel. You go to Egypt, you're going to see it all. You're going to see everything. Okay, but let, let me, let, let, let's be more pointed because I want Brother Carl to respond to you. You can ask more than one question because we've brother, got Brother Yashu on the line, but got Brother Gary on the line. Here's what I want you to do, Brother Joseph. You know how you and I tangle with this all the time. Now, I want you to pose some of the questions that you pose to me, such as there is no record of anybody ever being an Israelite with regards to Egypt Egypt um, records or uh, the uh, Metunet or the hieroglyphics. Somebody have a noise in the background there. Go ahead with that question. 
Yes, put that question to him. You did good. Put that question. No, 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 no. I want you to put it to him in your words. Uh, okay, brother. Uh, like I always stress, brother Garrett, who I'm talking to. Um, is you know, my take, you know, I don't see no evidence nowhere in in raw history that there was ever no Hebrew Israelites in Egypt. Okay, well, let me let me touch up on that a little bit. I think I know what the whole thing is. Like me, um, I don't really use the terminology Hebrew Israelite. You can't find it in the Bible. You can't find it in the history books. Therefore, if you're looking in the history books and somebody told you they're a Hebrew Israelite and you're saying, well, let me go study and see because people say, oh, that's a people. If you go study and look into that, you, you won't find them like that. You might find them if you Google it and go to Wikipedia. And then you'll hear about all the different ones in the last uh, thousand years or five hundred years or whatever that and uh, start calling themselves that terminology due to the fact that they came to the realization that they was the Jews and they told the people that called themselves Jews today, thank you for holding this information and everything. Now we back. We want we want to take our rightful place. And they like, nah, we the Jews. So they start calling themselves black Jews or Hebrew Israelites in different terminologies to distinguish themselves from the white or the Caucasian, as people have been saying, or the Gentiles or the or the Edomites, whatever terminology you want to use to deal with um, those people of today calling themselves Jews. So you won't find that. But if you go into biblical history, which is also history, which um, the world um, look at as history, even um, like they look at any religious book, Quran and stuff, and they tell you who wrote it, when they wrote it, when it came about and everything. If you go to Psalms 105, uh, verse 23, it said, Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. Now, Ham is the father, the progenitor of the black people, which is Ethiopia and all the other Canaan and all of the other dark-skinned races that you can read about in the Bible. And it said he sent Moses, his servant, basically, and Aaron down into Egypt after Moses came out and he went, you know, and did his thing. He came back after dealing with the burning bush from a biblical perspective. And he went and got the people up out of that land. And they came up out of that land. And Moses looked just like those people because he was considered grandson of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And then as you keep dealing with those type of things, you can go into the New Testament, you find Jesus, which is supposed to be a prophet like unto Moses. He was here down in uh, Egypt. So when Herod was looking for him, he was down in Egypt. Now, if he was a white Jesus, as most people say today, or as the pictures portray, which we're not supposed to deal with imagery, but as the pictures portray, because you got, you, got, you got your black Madonna and then you got your white Madonna, but like I said, besides that, he fit in with the Hamites of that day or the Hermetic people of that day. So he was not a Caucasian or a white or less pigmented uh, being as we see those today calling themselves Jews. So now just dealing with those historical facts and going into uh, today's term, as uh, Brother Yahshua was showing, they trying to write write the name of Israel out of the history books and the fact that the people that call themselves Jews today don't call themselves Israelites. 
don't call themselves Israel. They're not sur- surnaming themselves that. You only see us in America really doing that, and then some that um, start migrating from America to other places in the world <laughs> telling those that has been scattered, hey, you the true Israelite. So they waking up, as he said, that olive tree is waking up, and the wild wild uh, olive trees that's being grafted into, you know, the uh, roots and everything of Israel or Israelites have started predominantly dealing with that type of thing. So now you can hear it on Facebook. You can hear it on YouTube. You can hear it on Blog Talk. You can hear it on all the social networks with people saying, we are Israel, and they uh making that claim, like I said, most people do it based on Deuteronomy 28. But at the same time, when he show you his word outside of that you just Israel, then you come to realize that no one else carry this word the way we doing. No one bring the scriptures line up on line, precept on precept, here, there, here a little, there a little, like we do. We the only ones make that claim and go about trying to do that, and that's what we're trying to do now. So, you know, yes, we are cursed people, but we we not under the curse of Canaan because we not Canaanites, so we not we're not that son of Ham. Now let me let me jump in here just for a second. I gotta say something about that, and just so we know, uh, on the next show we're gonna talk about implementing what. How, okay, I want the next show is gonna be more like okay. Now we know we Israel. What does that mean? So what? All right. And that's when we'll talk about how do we live. And I want to address something that's kind of getting into that show, but only because you just said this, Brother Call. When you say, yes, we are cursed people, I think what I know what you meant, and I want to make that very clear because a lot, I know a lot of my Christian brothers and sisters here and there, and they're probably about to flip off right now. But let me explain something. If you in your household trust the Most High and Father, His precepts and laws and principles, the Bible declares you will be blessed, blessed, blessed above measures. But let me show you of a of a person that actually did what Brother Carl just said. Now you might say, well, yeah, if I, the Bible says if you keep your mind on me, I'll keep you in perfect peace. Pray and think, believe in it, shall receive. Me shall inherit all these blessings, blessings, blessings to those that are obedient. So how can you be blessed and then Brother Carl come at you curse? Let me explain something. I think I know what he means. He can explain himself, but I want to say this before he does. Christ had all power for show. This, I mean, when I say he was powerful, he was powerful. We know that, right? The Messiah. However, when he was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead, he knew he had no problem raising Lazarus from the dead. Dead folk could not sleep around this man. He just raised him up. So you're talking about some power walking around, but yet he cried. Do we know why the Messiah cried? It was because of the doubt of Israel, because they doubted. And I believe the scriptures even declare that, if my memory serves me right. He looked around at all those people weeping, and they had so little faith. You know, they didn't have the, the faith to raise Lazarus. They didn't have the faith. They kept calling him and saying, oh, if you would just have been here. Christ wept because of his nation. He wept because of his nation. You, no matter how blessed you are and how obedient you are and how your finances may be offset because you're you're giving into good ministries or you're blessing the poor, you're doing whatever you're supposed to do with your money and, and you're blessed and, and you're keeping your mind right and you're living right. If you live holy, why would the Most High beat you down? That's just that's child abuse. He promised he would bless you and make you the head not the tail. That was the whole purpose of Deuteronomy 28, first, first 15 verses. So why would he... Mistreat. There's all kind. Of, let, let me just say something. Wrap this up. 
it, while Israel went through whatever they went through, when Israel was at its lowest, there was always Israelites that was enjoying blessings. When Israel was in captivity, you think the prophets couldn't have, they didn't have no word from the Most High? They didn't have no kind of power going on? Of course they did. A lot of those miracles in the Bible was right in the middle of Israel in, in captivity. So the Most High is going to bless you if you are obedient. But what yeah. about your nation? What What about your nation? Christ yeah. cried. Christ cried, and you are going to cry, and you're going to mourn for your nation. I mourn for my nation. Brother Carl, I believe, mourned for his nation. But I don't think he's saying that once you're living right and following this precept and concept that you're cursed. Am I right, Brother Carl? Well, at the end of the day, um, he also cried because of 7 AD, as uh, he pointed out, you know, Jerusalem and the city was going to be trodden down because the scribes and the fairies in Matthew uh, 23, he told them, you know, the blood of the, all the righteous from Abel, so now it's gonna come up on you because every servant I sent to you, you killed, you 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 uh you 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 stopped him from speaking my word. So therefore, you know he cried because of that too. But when I say curse, it's as you said, it's a people as a whole. And even during the days of like Daniel, when he was in um he was in Nebuchadnezzar kingdom, you know he did some things of the Most High. And Nebuchadnezzar wanted to bless him. He wanted to put rings on him and do this and do that. So at the same time, blesses and things of that nature also can come on Satan. So, yes, we have people amongst us that um, is getting money and living good and living a high life. But um, Matthew 25 said he's going to separate the sheep and the goats. So those that's getting money and, and, and blessed in that situation, if they're truly getting it from God, then they know that they should take care of the poor and the sick and feed them. Because Jesus said, um, you know, you fed me, you visited me when I was in prison, you did this and you did that. Therefore, if you truly are God and he's truly blessing your hand, then you would take those blessings and to who much to who have, to those that have much, much is required, and that's re, what's required of them to take care of those that without. Okay, but you know what, brother? brother Jeff, we really brother. haven't we haven't answered the brother's question though, because the brother wanted to know. Basically, he said that in his travels to 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 Egypt, and I assume that he was able to uh, observe the hieroglyphics and so forth within the pyramids. There is that he was not able to, to find out or, or able to. Uh, come to any conclusion that there were ever Hebrews or Israelites in Israel. And I would pose this question to him, well, how can we, first of all, how can we determine whether they were there or not? What is what is the determining factor for him that clarifies whether they were there or not? Is it the hieroglyphic? Is it the presence of, uh, of depictions of Hebrew or slaves on the hieroglyphics there on the wall? What is that determining factor? Because it's kind of like opening question and we don't have an end to it. So I'd like for him to really kind of clarify as to how we're going to determine whether they were there or not because obviously there is very much proof, but we need to know how is he determining that before we can even answer his question. Okay, okay. Now, what I saw on the wall, I saw the little uh, the little boy uh, uh, suckling, suckling uh, 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 on on the breast of the woman, and uh, uh, the the three wise men. Uh, uh, the very same principle that in that book, the Bible. I saw on the wall, right there in Egypt. You talking about the Madonna? Well, my my question call, would be, it, call it like I, like yeah. I was trying to uh, put forth, if 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 Egypt 
is black in the Israelites or the Hebrews that was enslaved because Joseph passed as the Egyptian too, and he was the second ruler in Egypt. Now, Israel and um, Egypt history ties in each other like that. So if both of them was black, and you're seeing pictures on the wall of nothing but black people, how will you distinguish that this black person is an Israelite or a Hebrew and this black person is an Egyptian? Because Absolutely. you're seeing nothing but black people. So Absolutely. you have to distinguish... You have to distinguish in the history if it was ever two nations or two different types of black people in this area. And then once you see that, when you look at the hieroglyphics or you look at the signs up on the wall and you see one with a, a stick beating the other one upside the head, then you'll say that's the ruling and that is the slave. So then you can distinguish the Egyptian from the Hebrew. Because there's clear indicative evidence that there were slaves in Egypt. So we have those there, and they were slaves of people who, obviously, like you just said, Brother Carl, those people were of color. Those people, you know, we say black, but, you know, really there's no black people in the sense of total absence of light well, blackness. People. But there was definitely people, what we would call, who our terminology has come to describe Negroid features, it was those. You had those enslaving other people who were the same complexion so and of the same characteristics. So that's why when he asked that question, I'm like, how do you determine that factor? I think the question gets to the point where, okay, Egypt came before Israel. Of course, because they went into Israel, 70 people, and they came out as a nation. When they went into Israel, they didn't go into Israel as in going to a land of captivity. It says that there rose up a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph, and then they became slaves. And then as far as the history, as far as this whole thing about the virgin birth of death, yeah, we knew the concept existed way before Christ ever came into existence, but the reality had never manifested itself. So the thing is, is that we don't have a break from history. We have a continuous line from history. We look at Moses, who was the leader of the Israelites when they came out of captivity. Well, Moses was just not any man. Moses was a man who was very well educated in the courts of Pharaoh. He was basically taken as the son of Pharaoh or as the grandson of Pharaoh. So, again, we have a continuous line. There's no breaking in the knowledge, just like when we go from the Old Testament to the New Testament. We see a mistranslation, and I think it's John chapter 1, verse, uh, I think it's verse 2. Uh, well, in the first few verses, it says that grace, it says that the law came through Moses, and then it says, but, where well, that but is italicized, it shouldn't be there, and, it's, and it should say the law came through Moses and grace, and grace came through Christ. But there's a continuation. It's not a break. So don't think because we're Israel, we are trying to deny our connection with Egypt. We understand that a lot of information, a lot of the knowledge that Moses already had accumulated came while the time while he was being educated in the course of course of Egypt. So we don't deny that. But all I'm saying, but all I'm saying, can you go outside of the of the Bible? But see, I've been told by Walter Williams and other scholars, uh, uh Robert Bouvard and, and such scholars as them, you know, outside of the Bible and, and, and go on history. And that's what I'm thinking of. Everything I've just said to you is about history. I'm not, of course, everything that I've just said to you, every point that I've made, and any historian to tell you that there's no break in history. You can't sit up and fragment it and say this came from here, this came from there. There's a continuous line. It's like there's no break in, in, the, in the progression of civilizations. One civilization was able to monopolize and exploit what came before them and then to further that. Likewise with the Israelites. We never deny the fact that we were in Egyptian captivity for 400 years. Well, while we were there, do you, don't, do you not think that we, that we were not able to or by just by uh, – by in prox proximity of relationship, that we didn't learn a lot of information from Egypt. 
Of course we did. So we don't deny that, and there's no historian that can prove that we that we did or we did that, that we did not do that. So when you say these historians, I think these historians come from the platform that they're trying to discredit the fact, and many of these discredit the information that, that they get, they get it from Gentile white scholars who have been on a campaign for over 200 years in this nation and in the Western Hemisphere to do just as Brother Yahshua said, to discredit the existence of Israel. Well, Brother Yahshua... Uh, well, go ahead, Brother Gary. Brother Yashua, I want you to chime into that. And then, Brother Joseph, what we got to do is, because we got other people, I don't want to spend this whole show talking about Egypt, but I do want these brothers to chime in and give you some, some maybe some of y'all, if you could, give them some uh, sources to go see, scriptures or something, because we could do this all the time. Me and Brother Joseph go do this all the time. And I have given them everything I know to give them, uh, historical facts, biblical facts, common sense. not saying he don't have common sense. His brother's very intelligent. But... I told him, I don't think a person is on his phone will uh, discredit Africa as being the cradle of civilization. Everything comes from Africa. Everybody African. Everybody. Well, you know, you, you if you're not from Africa, you're probably not a human being. Everything starts from Africa. Like Dick Gregory said in humor, and it's a good joke, he said, civilization started in Africa. The animals never left. You can go around and try to change history and rewrite and knock off noses of the Sphinx and all that, but you ain't going to move no 17,000 rhinoceros and no 18,000 giraffes and no 20,000 cheetahs. <laughs> so I think it, it, it's just ludicrous to think that civilization didn't start in Africa. Everybody is from Africa now. It wasn't called Africa, just so we know that. We all know that. Yeah, but from, from there, from there, from the Tower of Babel, we begin to disperse. You can't, Brother Joseph, come along. This is what you, I tell his brothers all the time. I'm not trying to put him on the spot. You know, he, this is how we roll. I tell him this all the time. You cannot discredit where the Africans went out and did great things. You can't discredit them going out. Okay, you got a point. That's Grandma and Grandpa's house. You got a point. But you can't discredit somebody goes to Israel to become a great nation because they return to the God of the heavens and he blesses them. You can't discredit Israel because you want to talk about Grandma and Grandpa house. Yeah, we come from Africa. We understand that, but you know what? I keep saying this. Africa is not the leading power right now in the world. Why is that? Why did the Most High allow them to fall? And I say sin. And I know that makes a lot of Egyptologists unhappy when they hear me say that. But if you fear the Most High, I make them more upset because I say it was the way that they treated us. Yeah, if you you as a nation fear the Most High, you're not gonna fall. Say what you want to say. Europe dominates this planet in terms of power. We may not like it. We might, but but you know, but it's all prophetic. Brother Joseph, Brother Yahshua. Hold on, hold on. I won't. I won't, brother Yeshua. Go ahead, brother Carl. Won't you turn this? Just, just hit no, a little let's bit. Let's just deal with it. Just, I just, I briefly speak on it. We just got to deal with the history of it. Noah had three sons after the flood. If you believe that, he had three sons, and each one of them that had their time to rule the world, and each one of them that had their time to be dominant forces in the world. The first was Ham. Then Sham, then Japhat, and if you look at Daniel, when you look at biblical prophecy, it tell you Japhat, which is called a Gentile, and and a lot of people, you know, argue that and stuff. But I'm not gonna get into the argument of it. I'm just gonna state my claim. The Gentile is to rule the earth 
until Jesus come back, until Yahshua right. come back. And with that stated, then you can see that Ham had his time. Then you look at Solomon and David and all them. They didn't rule the whole world, but they had their time of power and dominance and stuff. And then you get into the Gentiles. And that's just that's based on history. Because if you go into the Gentile history or, or from Nebuchadnezzar all the way to Rome, you can see Alexander in the book. You can see how he ties into the prophecy that Daniel the Israelite gave and stuff. And the Bible just agree with history, and history agree with the Bible. So with that said, I'm through. Brother, I just love you. I want you to know that, Brother Carl. I love you, brother. You know, it's my first time really hearing you talk, and I appreciate everything you just said. It's almost like I heard myself talk. Brother Yashu, you want to join in? I know you got something to say this, brother, before we relinquish and switch gears uh, 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 from Egypt. Okay, yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Um, and I just want to go right back and address this question. Um, first, I want to pose a question to him. First, um, he, I know he said he's seen pictures. Um, as far as the pictures he's seen, first of all, do you read hieroglyphics? Are you able to read them? No, I don't know nothing about Egypt. All I know is what I saw with my eyes. And when I went to okay. Abu Sur, you could pull off the uh, Cairo highway and you can pull up on some ancient stuff that a lot of people when they go to Egypt, they don't even know what's that. That's the Abu Shur. Uh, 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 right. This okay. is the open face drop top pyramid. Very, very okay. nice pyramid. No but this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. This is what I want to say right here, real short. Uh, uh, Rome and Greece. These people never spoke on no, no Hebrew Israelites. Or, or Egypt ever had anybody in, in, in bondage. This this was Greeks and Romans. Okay. Now, what, why I asked you that was because if you've been in, you know, the pyramids and seen all these different um, ancient things in Egypt, if you cannot read the hieroglyphics, how do you know what it does or does not say? So now I'm, I will ask you, have you, you say you named some places that you've seen, have you seen um, it's a archaeological site called the uh, Marinepta Stone. Have you seen that? Marinepta was one of the uh, pharaohs of Egypt. Have you ever seen Marinepta's, um the piece that he wrote? I see so much stuff. I, I only know what I was looking at. All I know, all my senses was working. Okay, that's fine. So, yes, so after yes. the show, you could get on the Internet, you could get on Google, and you could punch in Marinepta. Um, Pharaoh Marinetta. Um, I think it's oh, spelled what, what, M-E-R. I really, I'm not really into the uh, Metanetta, the, the, uh, none of that. All I know is what I saw with my eyes. I saw the temple. Okay, I but, but, but this, is, all but this is what I'm trying to tell you. Listen, it works like this. If you ever, you can look on the Internet, if you ever can take another trip back to Egypt, ask them to show you the Marinetta stone. Marinepta was the name of one of the pharaohs, okay? He wrote on the stone. It's an ancient piece. It's like everything else in Egypt. Um, no, but he know, wrote I, about I, Israel. I, but, he, but listen, let, let me get the point out. He wrote about Israel in Egyptian hieroglyphics. You could have been looking right at it, but since you cannot read hieroglyphics, you don't know that this says Israel. I, yeah, I don't read hieroglyphics either. Um, I learned to read Hebrew since I figured out who I was. I wanted to learn my own language. But in studying um, this whole Israelite doctrine and who I am and things like that, I look for different um, research artifacts in other nations that support 
what I already believe from Scripture. So I can actually tell you and show you um, how uh, the Egyptian writing looks for the Egyptian name of Israel. You know, um, I researched it. Of course, I cannot read hieroglyphics, but I did see it to see that part. And you can just punch up YouTube videos, punch up Maranatha Stone. It's scholars over there right now, archaeologic, um, archaeolog archaeological findings, and they will show you right now. They'll show you a picture of it. It's the same hieroglyphics that you used to see in, and they said that this word says Israel, and they said that this Pharaoh. And it was around the same time they dated it to, I think they dated it to like uh, 1200 B.C. And they said this is the same time that Moses, in, in the Torah, recorded that Israel came out of Egypt. So that's your proof right there. Not only if that's your proof, um, have you ever, what? if you study in Egypt, have you ever heard of the Egyptian word Aparu? It's an Egyptian word called Aparu. You spell it in English, you'll read it in English books. It's A-P-I-R-U. That is the okay. ancient Egyptian word for Hebrew. The ancient Egyptians wrote in that they had Hebrew slaves. The Egyptian word was Hyparu. Not okay. only did they write that they had slaves, they drew pictures of their slaves. I have pictures okay. of, you know, some of those hieroglyphics. It's just like the brother said. They said, you know, if these people are black, you don't know if they're Israelites or they're Egyptians. But in studying more of the history and studying more of the culture, um, you're able to realize that going back some 4,000 years, the Egyptian culture was to pretty much shave the hair off from their face. So okay. you can see some ancient pictures that shows the Hebrew Israelite slaves working, um, making bricks, but they were alongside of Egyptian workers. And the archaeological people, well, let me let me finish this last point. The archaeological people who actually research the different cultures and findings, they can actually uh, look at the pictures closely and see just from the facial features. And this is not nothing I'm saying. This is a world history book that I'm quoting from that I actually have in my house. It's a secular world history book that I had when I was in college at a major university. And it shows okay. pictures of it shows pictures of the Egyptian slaves. They're black. The Egyptians are black as well. And it calls these slaves Iparu, and it said that is the Egyptian word for Hebrew. And But the only difference was these black men actually had beards and things like that versus the Egyptian men. Egyptian culture was just as the white man culture is today. You go for a good job, they want you to pretty much shave, cut your beard off your face and things like that. We read the scriptures, we understand that our people never really, even it's in our nature now, and a lot of us don't even know the law, it's in our nature to keep our beards and things like that. So that's your proof. That's your proof in Egyptian. Go ahead. I just got one question. I won't ask you. I just got one question. I won't ask you. Have you have you have you looked into uh, Walter Williams' uh, 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 book that he wrote, his origin of Christianity, uh, historical origin of Judaism and Islam? Uh, have you uh, uh, looked at any any historical writings that the Greeks wrote? About Egypt, but what, 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 
Well, one of the major things that I would say about about dealing with the history part and stuff, number one, if we don't take the Bible as a history book and we take the other things as history books and these same Gentiles, Edomites, or Hamites and the other people in the world say the Bible is also a history book, then the Bible contradicting some of this history and this history contradicting the Bible, then we just got to say, do we want to believe history more or do we want to believe the Bible more? And they're saying I got we... Hold up one sec. It's saying we the children of Israel and that we are his elect, then we would want to deal with the Bible more than that. So that's what it basically boiled down to. If you want to deal with what the Bible say and what's written in there, or what you want to deal with what historians say. And we know that just like in every nation or kingdom or whatever, they had their scholars, they had this and that. And the point I want to make is Joseph was teaching the Egyptians a whole lot of stuff down there. They thrived. Oh, don't teach the Egyptians nothing. He won't teach an Egyptian nothing. So what you said that the Hebrew Israelites well, brother, built I, the pyramids? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say. Hold up. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say peace to you because I don't want to go down that road that you're going. I don't know who else would like to go down uh, that no, road, but I'm gonna be quiet. This ain't what it's all about. I ask you. I ask you. You said that the Hebrew hit. You said that the Hebrew Israelites. I didn't say. I don't use the term Hebrew Israelite. I don't use the term Hebrew Israelite. So you already off you already off basis because you heard some people. Hold up, you heard some people use the term Hebrew Israelite, and you took their word that they was Hebrew Israelites, and you took that term and you 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 internalized it, and now you use the term Hebrew Israelite, and you started the conversation out that you cannot go into history books, nor in the Bible anywhere besides um, Wikipedia. Pretty much to find out about a Hebrew Israelite. So you searching the oh. you searching the people that don't even exist. Search Hebrews, search Israelites, and maybe then you will find your Plymouth Rock or find what it is you're looking for in your travels. But until oh. you start searching Hebrew alone or Israelite alone, you're not gonna find a Hebrew Israelite. So first do that, and then once you start that and renew your mind in that area, then you might be able to understand some of the things I would say. Brother okay, Joseph, so what you said that whoever that woman that was in bondage in Egypt, taking built the pyramids and 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 built the temples, you said that Joseph taught them people in Egypt. No, no, them people were far more advanced. Okay, brother, brother, brother Joseph, listen, I hear what you're saying. And I'm a, I want you to wrap it up in like two minutes. I got another question. We got we got more people on the phone than we do in the chat room. If you don't believe that, so listen. What I want you to do, I want you to wrap that up because we got a lot of people with their hands up. Somebody just had their hands up. Uh, Eric code eight one seven five hundred. I see you. Hold on a second. We're coming to you. Eric code eight one seven five hundred. We're coming to you. All right, brother Joseph, wrap it up, please. Okay. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna uh, wrap it up with this: If Josephus never existed, Paul never existed, Moses, none of them people never existed. It proved out there. All you gotta do go to Walter Williams, go to YouTube. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question in front of everybody. I gotta watch this phone line because now it's even more people. It's almost double what's on the chat room. Okay, listen. If y'all got your hand up, a bear with me because I got to move this bar up and down. So, y'all, I might not see your hand. Just keep your hand up, okay? Brother Joseph, I'm going to say this to you. Yeah. All the all Egyptologists I respect, I I don't know how these brothers feel, but my heart had to go out to Grandpa and Grandma's home, Mother Civilization, the motherland, 
where the Most High decided he's going to put his Eden. How can we ever disrespect that? I don't know why you don't understand that the Israelites, if nobody understand that. What I'm saying to you is you got a prophecies. You got prophecies that literally dictate what a people is going to be doing in 2012. You got prophecies that say your young men have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as wild bulls and nets. Talking about young men lying or hanging out on the corner in Isaiah, and you can't see that. It talks about you will become a byword, a proverb, a shaking of the head among the nations. This prophecy is right in your face. Moses said you should be put in ships, sold as slaves. No man will buy you or salvage you. Right before your eyes, Brother Joseph, it says you as a nation, you have wide as a nation, but another nation is going to come lie with her. We're not even the dark. Ten we were when we come over from Africa because of that prophecy. We are living out. We are living epistles. We are living out these prophecies, and you're going to go way back thousands of years ago. Some you don't have no clue on. Listen and trust in all these same white folks y'all call devils to tell you what is what is saying. And even I don't care what 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 Egyptologists be it. I don't care. I don't listen to Doctor Ben. Hold on, hold on. I don't listen to Doctor Ben. I don't listen to as as crazy. I don't listen to the greatest of the greatest. Doctor Ben is one of the leading voices on Egyptology, and he wrote a book says uh, uh, about the about the Jews. He says we the we the real Jews testify the white Jew myth. Go read that book. See what Doctor Ben who probably taught the guy you're talking about. Because Doctor Ben and 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 uh, uh, what's the boy name out of Africa? They the top Diop. These are the leading voices of our time. The Dr. Ben, who teaches some of these same people you're talking about, turn around and say, we Israel, you got a problem. So listen, my brother, you know I respect you, man. You said a man on No, I know, true. But see, but see, this is what I want to stress. This is the last time. Who got all the money? Who, who had all the money? But you know what? You know what? That's getting off the point. We really, we really want a disservice to the people who are waiting on the line because okay. we've got, we yeah, got you right, you right. Open the line. Hey, Joseph, we got to move on. Brother Gary's right. I'm sorry. I've got to move on, though. Okay. Okay. And, and I, he know, I know we normally go, we talk forever, but I do have a lot of people with their hands up. Well, I least I got one. I can't see the others here. Erico, uh, 817500, go ahead with your question or your comment. Erico, 817500, go ahead with your question or comment. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How y'all doing today? I know it's pretty late, whatever. You know what? Okay, I'm going to be short, 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 short to the point. Now, I like the guy, and I, like, I really like both of the situations with where you're talking, and you guys know everything. And the other guy, what's his name? Brother Joseph. The one, we don't know We don't know everything. Let me just correct you right there. We don't know everything. We don't know, I, I don't even no. know a, a fraction of everything. Now, I, want talk, I want to talk to both of my partners now. Let me talk to my partners. The God is telling about the stuff that he knows it is very, what he's saying is very deaf. And I got the other guy that's been locked up and his friend got killed. What's his name? Brother Joseph. Brother Joseph. Okay, my thing is, man, it's just so much possibility of knowledge. There's no way possible that an average man can come up with the capabilities of knowing what they know. It's way beyond the capacities of just existences. I mean, just be, be be real with it. Now my thing is, 
they would never know what they knew because of what they studied and what they learned. See, some people studied the stuff, and then you got another person that learned the stuff. Hold on. You got another person that learned it, and he went through it. So the whole point is their own point. They both go, they, what, what, what the other guy knows, he studied and he learned it, and the other guy, he went through it and learned it. So that let me know that, you know what, there's no way possible. Some guys is right on cue. So my thing is this. I love you dudes, man. I'm from the other side of the planet. Don't get me wrong, but I'm listening to you. But if you can talk the talk and you can walk the walk, look it up. There's no stopping us now. You remember that? Ain't no stopping us now. Okay, now, my whole point of view, let's get a grip of this stuff. Now, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, because I can actually, hold on, 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 hold you don't even know where you are right now. So I'm just I'm 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 taking all this stuff in the stride. It's giving me revelation and man, this is what I need. But just remember, if you gonna talk the talk, walk the walk. And I love y'all. Keep keep continuing. I'm listening to y'all go, go ahead, say what y'all gotta say, I'm out. Love you. Well, I love appreciate you. I appreciate I appreciate that and then we and we love you too. Let me just say this about what the caller just said. That was kind of deep in a weird way. He said, one person lived it, and one person is a student. He's studying it. That's pretty deep. And Brother Joseph went there, and he keep coming on his phone line every week talking about something he saw in Luxor, something he couldn't put his eyes around. I know I went and looked at that sphinx. That sphinx. I went to Egypt. I eyeballed that, that sphinx, and I'm telling you, <laughs> He ain't totally crazy. I mean, that, that'll that put you on your behind and look eyeball to eyeball, standing right there in Cairo, uh, in, 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 in Cairo and looking into the that, that sphinx eyes. And I remember when I went to the Egyptian Museum, and I was walking around the museum talking to stacks. People probably thought I was crazy. I wasn't talking loud, but I was just saying, come on. I know y'all got y'all can tell me something. What's here? What they hide? What they hide? <laughs> And I stepped back and looked at this statue. This statue, I was as big as the toe. That's how big this statue was. Y'all probably know what statue I'm talking about, in the Cairo Museum. And I looked at that couple sitting on that throne, and they had a look on their face like, this is what they seemed like they were saying. What the hell do you think? You think we was ever servants? They had a look like they didn't comprehend me as a person. See, because I'm used to slavery. I'm, I was born in captivity. I don't even know how to think free. I'm trying. But these people never knew bondage. Do you know what it's like to look in the eye of a pharaoh that have never been in bondage? So Brother Joseph probably stumbled upon something I stumbled upon in Luxor. He saw something. And it's spiritual, and he keep coming to his phone line with nothing to say to him about. No, it ain't in that Bible. You have to throw away that Bible. <laughs> yeah, but let's look at let's we, look we, at we, we, Hold on, let me just say one more thing. One more thing, brother Joseph. We disagree with what you're saying. You can't throw away that book 
because that book is wrote from a lot of people that experience some of the things you experience and they put it in writing. The book is 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 godly, if I can use the word godly, because we don't like that name God, but it's inspired by the Most High. Let's say it like that. So these people was inspired. How can you ever throw out the Bible, as you're trying to say, when you literally is preaching, you like an epistle right now, preaching your version of the Most High. They ain't heard you talk about your version of the Most High. But all I'm saying is the Bible is a collection of people that walk with the Most High. He gave them the laws and all that. And let me tell you all something about the Bible. And then I'm listening to Brother Carl. We'll take a quick little break, and then we'll come back after Brother Carl. But real quick, I'm going to put something on everybody's mind. So the call, the before, the caller, just that last call, he was on to something. Check this out. The people with the fewest scriptures did the greatest. The people with the fewest scriptures did the greatest. Did Moses have a New Testament? Did Moses have an Old Testament? Did Moses have Psalms? Did Moses have Job? Did Noah have any Bibles? We Moses can't touch those people's lives. What I'm saying is walking with the Most High, walking with the Most High, you're right, Brother Gary, walking with the Most High supersedes any scripture. I don't want to get too deep because it's supposed to be show two, but I'm going to say it like this real quick. I probably shouldn't because I'll break my own little rule. But the Bible says the the, the law is for the lawless. These are people that don't walk with the Most High, need what, what the Most High like. This is what he likes. Stand over here. Do that. Say this. Say that. But if you walk with him, you know what he likes. You write those scriptures. Moses them wrote. And when they when they walk with the most high, they wrote about it and they become our sacred scriptures. In reality, the Holy Spirit is supposed to be revealing us who the Father is. We are living in principle. But I, 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 again, I'm getting too deep. Brother Carl, go ahead and comment. We got a phone line yeah. full of people, y'all. Make a comment. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back, y'all. Well, I just want to break it down to today's in today's world and atmosphere that we're dealing with in the conversation that just happened and everything. You got Barack Obama. He's supposed to have a Hamitic background or Israelite background from us that look at the two sides. Now, he either a Negro or he a Hamite from world point of view. Either way it go, we just want to, I'm just trying to make a point. You have still the Hamitic people that is a dark race of people, and you have the Israelite, us, we claiming we Israelites, a dark race of people. And you have us in, in America. Some are truly, quote, unquote, African American, and some are not African American, meaning they didn't come, quote, unquote, from the Hamitic, tribes in Africa. They came from that Israelite um, spot that, you know, blending in with them, as Yahshua was saying. They went south of um, I mean, um, Jerusalem and stuff and ended up, you know, on the coastline and the, the trades and all that. But at the end of the day, you still have we on the line right now trying to say we Israel. And we might be talking to some people that are not the physical seed of Jacob. They're not, they didn't go under the curses or nothing like that. And their people probably fell into that somewhat, even coming on the slave ships or this and that, but they still not us. And so when, which this is the situation I always bring up, and I told you, and I know y'all sure them know, that you know, at the end of the day, every black person in America is not Israel. And when you go to them and say you Israel, then they reject it due to the fact that it don't prick their heart like that because they're not Israel. So you have this dilemma. 
which it still goes down to the spirit. Either you believe in the Bible because you the elect of God and he give his words and oracles to Israel, or you're not receiving that because you're not Israel and you can't receive the oracles of God and, and that capacity to tell people about Israel and stuff. So we have to watch it sometime when we're talking to black people and they're rejecting the fact that they're Israel, and then you have to watch it even when people say, yeah, I am Israel because... It, it's a thin line between who is and who not when you come to physical things and how people came over here on the ships and this and that. And so this thing is deep, but he show his word to Israel. So now if he show you his word and you accept his word, 9 out of 10, if you're a dark-skinned male or female, you would say, yeah, okay, I'm Israel because I'm one of the elect. He just gave me his oracles. But when people reject the oracles, it might be because they're the blind of Israel or they're not Israel, and we have to watch that sometime. And let me just say this, brother. i got to add to what you said because I know people listen to this and wait a minute. That brother just said he showed his word to Israel. Now, I know brother, I would assume Brother Carl will agree with me. I don't know him. This is my first time really talking to him at this, this length. But the most high now is not just dealing with Israel. I'm sure we all agree on that. He is not just dealing with natural biological Israel. He is dealing with those after his heart, those that worship the spirit and in truth. Now, yes, he does deal with Israel in Revelation, 144,000, 12 tribes, 12,000 from each tribe, 144, but it says these people is after his heart. Since Christ has come, it ain't so much about bloodline. It's about, not about natural. Just so, just so some of y'all listening, some of y'all reverends and Bible thumpers, I know that's coming behind this show, and you're listening to us and you think cuckoo, thinking Mosiah is just after Israel. No, we ain't saying that. He is after anyone that seek him in spirit and truth. The, 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 the veil has been rent. The Gentiles are allowed into the commonwealth of Israel. They have access to the Mosiah. As they seek him Folks What we're going to do Is take a quick little break And then we're going to be back I have never seen my phone line This lit up I'm very serious So we'll be right back And we are hey, going Seth, to hear from Brother Go ahead uh, If you want us to see A question from the audience We can continue We can go on I mean Yeah <laughs> we, 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 we can't we, we, we will And I don't want to put anybody On the spot And by the way If y'all have any questions Because after brother uh, The last brother said There was a few hands up I didn't see him no more Go up so I'm going to say this. Anybody on the phone lines, if they have a question, a quick question, a comment, go ahead and lift your hand. Now we come back from the break. We'll take that question. Come Just a quick little break. Uh, i got to wet my throat. Uh, Are you uh, going into overtime right now? Because it says seven uh, minutes. we got seven minutes. we got seven minutes. So we're okay, 11, 12, 1. we got seven minutes, and then we probably can go another hour if you brothers are up to it. I know some of y'all have lives and you don't just sit around and do blogs and you got things to do tomorrow. So we'll, we, we'll, we'll just see how Flow, okay, could, stay, could, stay. So, could you possibly remind the people not to hang up or fall off during this break period, especially within yeah. the seven minutes? Because when you yeah, go into overtime, yeah, you know. big time. I always uh, I appreciate that, brother Carl. Brother Carl does uh, blogs and he knows to do that. But yeah, I do that normally. But we still got like seven minutes before they happen. But I'll go ahead and warn y'all early. Normally I do it like two minutes before. Anybody in the chat room, please call the phone number seven six zero two eight three zero eight three eight. 760-283-0838, phone lines are limited. After so many lines, it won't let you in. So y'all call quickly, 760-283-0838. We're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be right back, okay? But I got uh, there's a few things I want to uh, uh, lay out before we, uh, uh, after we come back. So we'll be right back.
gun them. Neighborhood know we coming. JK, them snakes could not violate them. Pimps memorize his lines verbatim. He reps in Wyo. Gives he knows the Wados. Not church is how we tied though. He walks in tenement, sleeps at a super fly condo. My kind of nigga, my icon, my idol. No certificate for this misfit who handle business. The odds act against him, he fights back, Mac and Benzis. Never puts cash to ask for four. I have no fear whatsoever of anybody or anything. Somehow we got around the pitfalls of the system. When he walks, we watch. When he talks, we listen. Topic tonight talking about Israel overwhelming proof. How about that overwhelming proof? Overwhelming proof. And we want to, uh, in a little bit, we're going to get into more scriptures. So, again, y'all want to have the papers out, pencils, quarters, because we're going to give y'all lots of scriptures. I want the brothers, uh, got everybody on hold right now, but I want y'all to be thinking of scriptures, scriptures, scriptures to give to the people to go and do their homework and find out, find out this on their own. Now, folks, again. Don't think that uh, we ain't got other proof. We have historical proof. You heard the brother get into it a little bit. We got historical proof. We got scientific proof. We can talk about just talk about DNA, talk about skin color, talk about leprosy. Uh, what was Bible leprosy and the origin of white skin? Because I believe we're all one family. I think it ain't us versus them. Um. And by the way, those of y'all in the phone in the uh, chat room, again, you got to call this phone line quickly. Area code seven six zero two eight three zero eight three eight. You got ninety seconds. You got ninety seconds. Let me go ahead and post this phone number right quick. But uh, like I was saying, um, we can prove it so many different ways. Don't think we're just we're just uh, only limited to the Bible. We can go, and we're gonna go. We're gonna do a part. Hopefully, two more parts to this. There's a phone line. Uh, you got 60 seconds, everybody in the, in the uh, chat room, uh, to call and uh, um, be a part of the uh, uh, phone line. Otherwise, you're going to be disconnected. It's just 
that simple. Y'all know how it works. Okay, I'm going to blow it up. 760-283-0838, you get like 45 seconds. All right, 760-283-0838. We're going to go back to the phone lines. Again, uh, we got a few people with hands up. Uh, again, if you have a quick question or comment, don't be shy. Go ahead and lift your hands. We really want to hear from some ladies if it's possible because we don't want to uh, for sure to think this is a man's thing. So, Brother Gary, your line is now open. Brother Carl, your line is now open. And, Brother Yashua, your line is now open. Y'all keep the noise down in the background if possible. And area code 661-917. Go ahead with your question or your comment. Oh, let me try it again. Sorry. Uh, let's try it again. Area code 661-917. Go ahead with your question or comment. Uh, Shalom. Can you hear me? Shalom. We can hear you, my brother. Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely believe that we are Israel. Uh, I'll just have to be talking to a coworker who was a Jehovah Witness who was telling me that, uh, you know, the scripture said that the Most High divorced Israel. And he took me to Amos 8. And when I read it, it didn't. Uh, it didn't go with what he was saying, basically. But have you ever heard of that scripture, Amos eight, proclaiming that? Um, yeah, yeah, I've heard. i the other brothers can speak for themselves. Everybody's phone line is open. I've heard of that, but you got to understand it's a relationship. There's too many scripture where he talk about an everlasting covenant. And remember, the Most High had issues with Israel, the people. But really, what made Israel famous so much was Israel's uh, uh, forefather, Abraham. The the laws in the the the, uh, the most high made a covenant with Abraham. It really Abraham is what kept this thing going. Not so much Israel because Israel is a stiff necked people. He said it many times. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it because of this everlasting covenant. So yeah, yeah I can believe that he divorces. Divorce don't mean like we think divorce. Like put them away and never to bring them back. Brother Yahshua, you haven't said brother much. Amos, uh, uh, brother, that brother he said uh, what scripture you said Amos what? Amos eight. Okay, that's Amos 8. Okay, let me tell you a scripture that predates about 300 years after that scripture was written. Romans chapter 11, verse 1. I say then, hath God or Elohim cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What you know not the scripture saith of Elijah, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed the prophets and dig down the altars. And I am alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then, at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then there is no more works, otherwise grace is... But, yeah, that that's from chapter, verse 1 to verse, five, verse 4, uh, Romans chapter... Chapter 11, verse 1 through verse 4, that would answer any concerns that you have is thinking that God has divorced or turned his back on Israel. He has not turned his back on Israel. Israel is the consummation of the conclusion of this time, this day and age, of this age that we're living in. So, nope, let no me, way, let me no chime, how. Let me chime in if possible um, to clarify some things that were said before the break and what we just, what the brother just asked uh, coincide with that, that we uh that I need to verify, I would like to verify. The process of God is this. As he just said, he chose Abraham, then he chose Isaac of Abraham, two sons that we know about, Ishmael and Isaac. Then he chose Jacob out of Jacob and Esau, and then Jacob had 12 sons. He said when he divided the um, 
this and that other world. He did it after the, the number of the children of Israel. Now, Israel is a name that comes from the heavens. Jacob wrestled with an angel. The angel gave him the name Israel. It came from the heavens. He didn't make it up. He didn't give it to himself. God gave him the name through a process. Now, this name that he gave to him come from the heavens, so that means it existed in the heavens. Somebody had to have a name or it was sitting on reserve or whatever. I said God had the name because he said, for my name's sake, I'm going to do this and do that. And in, in layman terms, in the worldly term, that's your son. You name him Junior. You name him this and that. Or you give him your last name. And he go out into the world and then he basically proclaim your household or your, your house name and whatever covenant you want or whatever. He go out into the world and he show the world that. So when he gave Jacob that name and then Jacob... Um, children became known as the children of Israel, the children of Jacob, the sons and daughters of Jacob. Then they started taking his name on. But this was a, a heavenly name. This was this name come from God. It's even God's name. Uh, if you go to uh, Daniel nine and I think it's sixteen, he said he called the land and the people after him. You know what I'm saying? That's Israel. The land name Israel. The people name Israel. And if you get into a more complex. I mean, even Jerusalem, He, the people of Jerusalem and the land of Jerusalem. But we're going to get away from that for a sec because we're focusing on well, let, let me do this, Brother Carl, if you don't mind, because I do want Brother Yeshua. I don't want too much time to fly by and because I, uh, I know we all got a lot to say. And I want to. Uh, I want you to go ahead and finish up what you were saying, and then Brother Yeshua, hold your thought because I want you to jump in here, please, well, and uh, address me, the brother. All right, well, let me shorten it up even more. It's a protocol of God. The father gave it to the son, the son gave it to the angel, or when the son was here, he gave it directly to the Israel. Israel, But he gave it to the angel, the angel gave it to Israel. Israel is to give it to the whole world. And everyone is to sojourn with Israel and be a part of the commonwealth of Israel. What he just read there in, um, in that uh, Romans, if you read a chapter before, even that chapter, or you can go to Ephesians. This said, you was without Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. See, the adoption, the glory, the covenant, the giving of the law and all, that was given to Israel. That's why Israel is so significant, because they the teachers of the rest of the world, right? So that's why, that's the biggest significance of knowing you're an Israelite or who Israel is. You know who the teachers are. And like I was saying, he give them the oracles. So once they got the oracles and stuff, they give to a Gentile or a Hamite or anyone else, then they receive the oracles of God. Therefore, if he give his word to Israel and they receive the word of God, then now you can say they are part of the nation of Israel of the commonwealth. They with Christ now, and they under the blood, the baptism, and all of that. So that makes all of us Israel because you are like one homeborn now. So sojourning with Israel is the key to it. But if you don't know who Israel is, you won't sojourn with them. And if you don't sojourn with them, then you can't get a, that commonwealth to come up under that covenant and stuff. I'm out. Okay. Brother Carl, I appreciate that. Now, my brother, be, uh, well, did that answer your question? Uh, yes, it did. Can I get that scripture again where uh, it said that the most I put away is people, God forbid? What's uh, Romans that? chapter 11, verse 1 through 4. 1 through 4, all right. Hold That's on, the book of Romans. That's the book of Romans. Well, uh, my, my brother, what was your name? What was your name? Uh, Akbar. Well, listen, I appreciate you calling the show and do call sometime. And uh, we're going to move on to another call if that's okay, all right? Thank you for calling us. Right. Well, Shalom. Shalom. Right, you should address that call. Uh, 
Uh, go ahead and address that call, uh, uh, Brother Joseph. I mean, Brother Yashua. Okay, yeah, um, I, I agree with Brother Gary said. I mean, definitely, because what he showed is the book of Romans, like he said, is written hundreds of years after. But actually, the scripture that he, uh, they were probably referring to is Jeremiah chapter 3. And the Most High did indeed divorce Israel. But you have to look at the context and look at what that means. Because what happens is, I'm going to read it, Jeremiah 3 and 8. It says, And I saw when for all the cause whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, and I had put her away and given her a bill of divorce. There it is right there, Jeremiah 3 and 8. But all you have to do is go a few verses down because the Most High made a covenant with Israel that he would never get rid of us as a people. And you just drop down to verse 14, and you'll see, I'm going to read verse 14, and it goes right along with what uh, Brother Gary said in Romans. Turn, O backsliding Israel. That bill of divorcement is nothing but a poetic language to let us know the Most High was actually mad at us as a people for backsliding. But verse 14 says, Turn, O backsliding Israel, said Yahweh, for I am married unto you. Wait a minute, in verse 8 he just said he gave us a bill of divorcement. But then just a few verses later, seven verses later, he says he's married unto us because he can never put Israel away because he made a covenant, an everlasting covenant with the nation of Israel. He will punish us. He will chastise us, but we can never be totally put away. So that's pretty and, much they referring to. But if you just keep reading in context, because they'll stop at verse 8 and say, nope, he's done with Israel. Israel is no more. But, of course, we know Romans 11, um, Revelation chapter 7, and all these other things. But just yeah, drop just, down at the same Yeah, and I was just going to say, I appreciate you saying that, Brother, uh, Brother Yashu. I knew you had a lot to say, and I want you to address the next question here. we got another call with the hand up. Brother, uh, 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 let's see here, Eric Code. Hold on a second, if I can. And I appreciate y'all brothers chiming in. Go ahead. I ask you this as well. Um, just to suggest, if you wanted to, the last caller, um, I forget the brother's name, that was talking about the Egyptian and everything. It, right, and he referred to um, something on YouTube, go to somebody's teaching on YouTube. If you wanted to, I could tell you what this video is on YouTube. It's only like a minute and 30 seconds long. And it deals with, and you can see, and maybe you could play it for the listening audience only if you wanted to. It deals with that uh, piece that I told you called the Maranatha Stone. And it shows, undoubtedly, they're over there reading it, and they're saying in Egyptian hieroglyphics, anyone can punch it up on YouTube and see it. They're saying that this says Israel in Egyptian hieroglyphics, talking about the okay. Israelites being there. Okay, then that's Brother jo Joseph Johnson and anybody else, because a lot of people are going to come behind us. i got a lot of Egyptologists that listen to this show. He ain't the only one. And so I think one is in the chat room now. But listen, listen, real quick. Say that again. The uh, Maranetha Stone. All you have to do is punch in M-E-R-N-E-T-T-A-H. Actually, it's called Steel. Maranetha Steel. Um, it's a few videos. I found the shortest one, which is like a minute and 40 seconds long. Um, they're showing the actual steel, Egyptian hieroglyphics, and the man is over there reading it, some type of archaeologist, and he's saying that this says Israel, and that is the proof, because that's the proof that he wanted. Evidently, he don't go by the scriptures. He wanted proof outside of the Holy Scriptures, and there's his proof in Egyptian hieroglyphics. And remember, everybody, tonight, 
is just Brother Joseph Pablomistis in his defense. But tonight we're sticking with the 66 books. I mean, although I love Brother Yahshua just did and Brother Carl and Brother Jerry earlier addressing Brother Joseph, but tonight is supposed to be scriptures. As a matter of fact, let me just tell this to the next caller. Go ahead with whatever question you have. I'm coming to you, but I really want us to get back with the little time we have left. I don't know how long you brothers can hang around, but I really want us to address the masses of people, the same stuff we hear all the time, because this is what people are. You can't be impatient with them because that was us at one point. The whole foolishness to sound like that we're Israel. Yes, we're saying it, but you got to keep saying it. you got to keep talking about Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26 and all the scriptures. Y'all doing a good job. I must say, I must say, and we're getting along. No, nobody, no ego tripping. I'm, I'm really shocked at you brother's spirit. I mean, I, I mean, not that I expect anything different, but I really am enjoying the show. Area code. 
I want you to share with the people, how do you know that African Americans is one of the lost tribes of Israel, and why does it matter? Why are you up in Chicago calling this show, call all the different shows, people know you from your knowledge? Why do you do that? How do you know we're the true Israelites? Well, this is how I see it. It's been bit by bit, and basically I was overwhelmed about three, four years ago. And I was first embraced the information of so-called people of brown complexion. I don't like saying black because it's, it's an absolute color. It's a, long story short, people of brown complexion might be the children of Israel. So when when I first came in, that was about 20 2001, when 9-11 uh, stuff happened. So three years ago, I found this movie called the Illuminati, not video, but, but his brother who be on, uh, used to be on YouTube all the time. I don't want to, you don't let me promote names, so I ain't going to say that. His brother had an Illuminati. From that, I started watching videos. So basically, I already had the pre-knowledge. So basically, I got real knowledge. That was just like, oh, you're an Israelite. That's all I basically knew. And, you know, I, I knew about the Bible when I was young. I was supposed to be preacher told me you're gonna be a preacher. I took to it, not really, but basically my whole life I was like a preacher. People are you're a philosopher. No, I don't think I'm a philosopher. I just see things in a more or less logical way. But that, my basically that's what made me come into the truth, man. Then, then when like most everybody else, Leviticus 26, Deuteronomy uh, 28, Joel 3. In this movie, I say goodbye, Uncle Tom. How they they just matched it up to the scriptures, man. So, and basically, when I found say those that scriptures price, again, say those scriptures again. Basically, Leviticus chapter twenty-six. Most Israelites don't. That'd be the second one you you hear about. Then you hear about uh, Deuteronomy twenty-eight. That's the first one you hear. Twenty-eight and sixty-eight. So we heard that, and they broke it down with you know. That, that kind of basically it drew me to it. It made me feel like basically I, I respected the Bible before, but basically I, you know, I'm like okay, whatever. Price is white, I, I you know, I didn't dislike him. I want no racist like that. You know, if Christ is white, but basically, you know, it's like you fit in. It, it, it's funny to say I fit in, but okay. Know, now let, let, the, subject, the subject was the overflowing of knowledge that the, the, the that Israel is a. Uh, uh, blacks, so-called blacks are Israel. One scripture, I'm going to go real quick, is Zechariah 9 and 6. It says, Baptists should dwell in Ashtad, and that's linking up with Luke 21 and 24. That's all I want to say. I'm sorry. I know it seemed like you scared of me for some reason. We had a couple of whatever, but the only thing I tried to deal was the truth. I said, we find in the No, 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 Opinions on how we go forward with with this revelation, but tonight is an easy night. Tonight we're just talking about testimonies. You know, it was beautiful how you just shared. I didn't even know that about you. How you came into the light of that. So I got these three brothers on hold. They still got more information. I know either one of them can take over the show and probably do a better job than I can do. 
I just wanted to know how you found out the knowledge of how we Israel. People get enough of disagreeing and all this stuff moving forward. Well, we're going to definitely talk about, well, now that we know we Israel, what does that mean? How do we move forward? Do we keep the feast days? Do we, what about the Holy Spirit? What about the gift of the Spirit? What about the fruit of the Spirit? Yeah, we got a lot of questions, and we're going to get into that because people want to know. Some people right now tonight, Brother Gabriel, are you there? Yeah, can I ask one question to everybody? No, it's like, well, yeah, well, hold, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You can ask your question. You know me, man. You can you sit on the phone talk to me sometime for two hours. What I'm saying is this. Everybody is so apt on showing what they know. And this is what turned off a lot of people about the Israelites. I know people that become Israelites and they got out of it because all of this argument about the law and all this, this is this is this is it's very unappealing to some people. So those of y'all listeners coming to this knowledge, just know we ain't perfect. We ain't perfect. We want to obey the most high. And I ain't trying to be controlling. I know it's my show, but I'm really, really not trying to be controlling. Nobody else, nobody, nobody calling in, stay on the phone as long as I do. No show. So all I'm saying to you, Brother Gabriel, is this. I ain't trying to diss you in no way. I'm just trying to really get this word out because we probably never do a show like this in a while. I want Brother Gary still on the line. Brother Gary still there? Yes. I want you to give me your last words here in a little bit, Brother Yahshua. I want you to give me your last one, Brother Carl. I want y'all to really think of scriptures. I mean, people are listening, and they, some of them on the ropes, they're like, man, you know what? These brothers really saying some stuff I ain't never heard before. Next show, we'll get it on for real. We don't mind, and it's going to be peaceful, too. But we can get into the different things. We can do that. I promise you we have. But tonight I'm just I'm celebrating the fact that we have gotten along. Everything's going fine. But I want to give the people more scripture. We've talked about Deuteronomy 28. We talked about Luke. We talked about Leviticus uh, 26. And uh, I just want to just share with the people uh, something that was a stumbling block for me. I kept saying, in the Deuteronomy, it talks about your your ass and your mule and your donkey and your, your said ass. And it, and it started talking about all these farm, these farm agriculture. And I was like, well, we, we drive Cadillacs. We drive Pontiacs. We don't have none of that stuff. Remember, these things are supposed to be upon a nation of Israel. You just can't look at yourself when you read Deuteronomy 28. You've got to look at a nation. This is, gonna, this is nation talk. We're not talking about what you and your family. Well, I ain't never been enslaved. I ain't never was in no slave ship. So this only relates to me. Yes, to do. You're part of a nation within a nation. Yes, we're the United States. But we're also a part of a small nation called Israel. Brother Gabriel, before you go, I want you to comment on what I just said. What about those people that say, "We, what y'all talking about? We ain't no nation. We are part of America. I want you to comment on that. I know you didn't even know it was coming. And then I want to, you know, let you have whatever comment you had that you can go, and we want to let these other brothers, because we got about 30 minutes left, and I want every one of them to take at least 10 minutes. Brother Gabriel, did you, you hear that? Yes, sir. You said about the people that say we're not Israel. Basically, no, we're, we're not a nation. This is a lot of people say, why do y'all oh. keep talking about we are a nation? We ain't no nation. We're part of America. Address that. Well, first of all, you got depending on what level you want to go to. You want to go, like you say, historically, scientifically, or whatever. First of all, to be part of something, uh, neither one of us in America, so-called, are uh, descendant of Amerigo Vespucci. So if you're a descendant of him or Leo 
Sipakonis, Africanus, we're not African. So it was called Ham in the Bible. So if you're a part of Ham or Ham or Ham, if you want to go there, or Kush or Ethiopia, the name just what it was called. Yeah, that's different. But I'm not neither one of them nationalities. So what want to say, why the people that they have a lack of knowledge, as Hosea 4 and 6 say, and uh, many others, my brain is just, I don't feel like it seems like it's going to go take too long. Well, basically, my whole point is this. First, Thessalonians 2, 8, I don't down tell you that the most high is going to send a strong delusion that people will believe a lie. You know what I'm saying? So these the uh, masters who we worship falsely, Basically, the oppressors, because they became our masters, and there's only one master, as the Bible says, as Christ says, there's only one father. So call them man father, or call them man master, or rabbi, because we only got one of each of those. But long story short, I'm sorry, going into a long, I'm trying to, basically, you asked a question when I wasn't even prepared for it. I'm trying to come straight, because I don't think you want me to go to the scriptures right quick. So my point is this. This is all I wanted to say. My question is, I follow them brothers strongly. They say names I got did research on. I'm not even going to go there because it's about the doctrine. So basically, we all gonna, the Bible also said we know in part, we prophesy in part. So basically, if what your doctrine is incomplete or incorrect, a whole 360 twist, you know what I'm saying, I can't deal with you. Because anything you're going to say is going to be non-spiritual. Non you're going to think uh, it's spiritual. Uh, uh, spiritual uh, uh, not for most time. This Brother Gabriel, thank you, man. Thank you. We got to move on, but thank you very much. I appreciate everything you said. Oh, so I can right. ask you a question. It's cool, man. You have we just got to. I'll pray to the most high. I'll hire your boss. You just say, wake up. But, uh, and, and, folks, just so y'all hear, that's, we got everybody. We got all kinds of information. This is a this is a baby. This is an infant. we finding out we Israel. we doing all kinds of things with that. Some of us, we just. We just you see us in the raw right now. This is where we at. We 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 are asking questions. We're learning some stuff we know in part, like Brother Gabriel just say. You know, he feels. You know, this is what we got, Brother Brother Dave, Brother Gary. Uh, I would like for you to please share with the people any lasting thoughts you got. You got about probably about seven minutes, something like that. And, y'all, I just wanted that brother to get out what he was saying, okay? I just, you know, but I have a point I have to wrap it up. But share with the people, please, any well, other I, lasting I like, thoughts you, like any other lasting thoughts you got to, to validate how do we know we is. And I'm going to tell you how this right now. I have never, ever had an open line with three brothers, and we got along as we have. I'm just going to be honest with you. Y'all have done this is the best show probably ever done on this subject. I, I mean that. And we got a very large turnout. So just just so you know, go ahead. Well, I would like to, uh, I say, conclude my uh, input on this by saying this is that, the you know, the the question you put on the table was how did we come to the, to the revelation of our identity? Uh, and that's just the way I put it as, because a lot of people have taken this and made this a different doctrine. They want to put it, crouch it in terms of it being a different religion. And I don't ascribe to any of those particular point of views. I believe that truth is a continuous, progressive thing, and that we are just at the combination of a place of, as Brother Yeshua said, the fig tree is starting to blossom. 
And so with that being said, I would say that I am thoroughly convinced that we're Israel. Of course, I'm convinced from the scriptures. Brother Seth, you know me very well. Brother Yeshua knows me. And also Brother uh, Brother Carl knows me. I've been on his show a few times. We've uh, talked back and forth on the phone. And But I would say this is that I just want the people to think about this. This is the thing that was a roadblock to me, really seeing the completeness of this. And that was, if we're Israel, who are those white people over there in Jerusalem, in Israel right now? And that was a roadblock to me, because no matter how much information that came my way, that was a stumbling block. Scripture says we roused, that, that the weapons of our warfare are not cornered, but might through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That was a mental stronghold for me, that I, a hurdle that I had to overcome before I could truly embrace what I actually knew in my heart was true. There's a difference between, in the sense of being born again and being converted. I was born again in the sense of, of understanding that we're Israel, but I was not completely mentally converted because I had to contend with this mental stronghold of who are those people over there. So that in turn propelled me, provoked me to do an in-depth in study on who are these people, where they come from, what's their history. There's a scripture, Revelations 2 and 9, says those who say they're Jews but are not of the synagogue of Satan. That scripture is made, that same point is made reference to in Revelations 3 and 9. But in Revelations 2 and 9, it speaks of a specific location of where these people are at, and it's Turkey. Well, the thing is that when I begin to do my research on the history of those people over there who called themselves Ashkenazi Jews, I found out that they actually came from a place called Smyrna in the Bible, which is actually what we refer to now as Turkey. Well, in the pathway of that discovery, I came alone and met a young man uh, by the name of Brother Yeshua. And at my place, which used to be your place in Cincinnati, we used to conduct Sabbath studies every week. And in one of those studies, he broke that down and he made the connection between Smyrna and Turkey. Well, when he made that connection, that was all that I needed because I had already did the other research. And I came to understand that these people are no more than Gentiles from a, from a, from a, uh, a country or a nation called Khazari. And these people during the during the seventh century, they took on the religion of Judaism. Well, in doing so, they also went back to certain places in Africa and the Mediterranean, and they got were, were actually Israelite priests and rabbis to come and teach our what they call a religion to those people. Those people later migrated to places like Russia and Germany. And then they find, and, and from there, when they were in Germany, when it came time when Hitler took power, of course we know that many of them were indeed versically murdered by um, Hitler. Well, they took that as an occasion to make a claim to the land of what has been formerly known as Palestine. Palestine was a name that the Romans gave to that land. The original name of the land was Canaan, and actually before that it was actually Salem. But we do know that they took claim to that land beginning in 1915, and it was culminated through what they called the Barefoot Declaration. And then, as you said earlier and alluded to, in 1948, then that land was recognized as a nation state for those people who were going under the masquerading under the name that they were Jews.
Now, I have no ill will towards those people because for the most part, all they are are the descendants of people who were proselytes. That's what the Bible calls people. We love them. 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 And the Bible says that in in the the, uh, book of Acts, it says that the Bible refers to those who are not of the logical, logical descendants of Abraham and Jacob, but who come on and take our part of life and take on our way and our covenant relationship with the Most High. They're called proselytes. So that's what those people are. They are the descendants of people who are proselytes. They are the descendants of people who converted to Judaism, what became what we now know as Judaism in the seventh century. So, having that said, and also understanding that the Jerusalem should be trodden down by the Gentiles into the towns of the Gentiles fulfilled, then that lets me know that those people over there are Gentiles. And okay. then when you go to okay. and the last point here that I want to make is that when you go to Thessalonians, and this is the most important factor because as the brother alluded to in his closing comments when he got off the phone, he talked about the the the, the, the spirit of the uh, spirit of uh, delusion and deception that would come upon people, and it says that would become the son of perdition, and it says that he would set himself in the temple of God as God, believing God, and uh, many people were going to follow that man and deceive and be deceived. Well, guess what? If you know who Israel is, it's not difficult for you to know that that person is going to come from those people right now who are inhabiting the land of Israel. So this message and this information is quite important. I'll leave you with this last note. It's not another religion. It is the continuation of that which is in Scripture. All we're doing is walking in Scripture. And this is not about something different or anything. All we are doing is coming into our identity. So when people say, hey, are you in the new move or your new religion, I don't ascribe to any of those associations. I just say, you know what, I have now come into my biblical identity, and I take upon all the responsibility because whom, given, whom much is given, much is required. As, as you just said and as Brother, uh, uh, Brother Carl said, we have the responsibility of teaching the world. And because we have been negligent in that job, then we have a world who's walking in deception. So don't blame the church. Don't blame Christianity. Blame us because we have to come to who we are, accept that responsibility, and teach the truth. With that being said, I'm good. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the opportunity. Brother Gary, just real quick, quickly, I mean, I want you to set a record in about 15 seconds. Let everybody know how to get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you because some people want to get a hold of you. Some people yeah, want you, you to come speak on their show. If, so, if, you, if you have a Facebook account, then uh, you can you can you can catch me at my own Facebook page, my personal page, Gary Ellison on Facebook. Um, also, uh, I created a page called Israel Now, which is a Facebook page, and that is the page in which Brother Yeshua as well operates the uh, what used to be formerly Ben Israel Synagogue is now Israel Now Blog Talk Radio Show. So either of those two Facebook pages, you can contact me. Also, you can contact me personally; have no problem with that. Eight one seven. Uh, 851-1548, 817-851-1548. All right, don't be surprised. Somebody call you. It's a lot of people going to be listening. Okay, Brother Carl, I want you to go ahead and go next if you don't mind, please, and uh, uh, just try to do it 10 minutes, same as I told you, well, Gary. It might be less than that for me. I'm going to sum it up real quick. I came up with the terminology Israel doctrine due to the fact that the God of Israel gave his doctrine, his teachings to his people, his chosen people, to carry forth his word to the world. That's Israel, his elect. And when you read the Bible, the 66, I don't know if you deal with the other books or whatever, whoever you are out there. And I'm oh, not yeah, oh, yeah. 
But I'm just saying, I'm not dealing with them or this and I'm just dealing with the 66 for the people that have that word of God so nigh to them right there in their house, you know, and don't have to go nowhere else. But uh, if you're reading that 66, every author in there, from my understanding, is an Israelite. So no matter what you think, you are learning the word of God from his people, Israel. Because all the authors are Israelites. No matter who translated, transliterated, or whatever, their original writings and those that they was inspired to put down, this is the end result. And if God didn't want you to have this end result, then he wouldn't have made this result manifest itself in the way it did. So in knowing that, you know, you have to look at the like the Romans 9, which I quoted in the Brother Red, which I appreciate. But at the end of the day, the oracles... Or God, his word, his covenant, his new covenant, all that is with the children of Israel. So if you don't sojourn with them and you don't become a part of that nation, then you're going to be left out because everything belongs to them. Now, as uh, you said, the next show going to go into, if you go to Romans, um, what's that, 2 or whatever, he said a Jewish one inwardly. So when it came down to the biggest of today's question, how did you know you were a Jew, always told people whether I am physically or not, I'm still spiritually. So if I'm physical and spiritual, hey, that's just multiplied. But if I'm just powerful. spiritual, I'm good. So that's at the powerful. end of the day, what we got to do, people, because as, as one, somebody said here, and I can't remember, but we got to worship him in spirit and truth. So you got to be truthful about who Israel is and who Israel not. You have to learn that. I mean, you just have to learn that. But that's not the first and the only thing you need to learn. A lot of people come into this word and be they African-American Negroes or whatever, they learn that they Israel through the Deuteronomy and the Leviticus that the brother quoted and what we've been quoting. And um, that's as far as they go. Then they go learn language. Oh, we Hebrews, so let's learn Hebrew language. And then they still stumbling at the stumbling block, which is Christ, mm. which is the mm. head of the church. And at the mm. end of the day, he was the Israelite, and he was the king of the Jews or the Israelites. And a lot of people have a problem with that, and they do not know about his uh, this, that, and the other. They don't understand him, and that's the chief cornerstone. That's the that's the cornerstone we got to build our house on, from the prophets to apostles, from the law and the testimony, and that's the way it's supposed to go. Now, the protocol, like I said, you can go to Revelations one and read one. And two, and it'll let you know that the Father gave it to the Son, the Son gave it to an angel to get to John to give you the revelations of everything that we should be dealing with now as he gave it to Daniel. And we know who gave it to Daniel. It was Gabriel. But we'll talk about that some other time. But you can reach me on Facebook at Israel Doctrine. You can type Israel Doctrine in on any Google or, or Bing, and you should find me because that's, that's the terminology I came up with. And I just say, if you ever hear somebody using it, nine out of ten they biting. But hey, Israel doctrine belong to Israel, and I'm just one of the Israelites from uh, my uh, claim. So with that said, I'm gonna say peace, brother Carl. Just want you to know, man, I'm really, really not that you need me to be impressed. I'm just one little, old, you know, you know, <laughs> dust in the wind. But man, I really, really appreciate the way you handled the show tonight. Is there? Did you want to give the phone about it? You keep that private. Nah, like I said, uh, you can Skype me anytime. It's Israel, period, doctrine. You can Skype me. I'm on Skype, and I'm on Facebook all the time. 
at Israel right. Doctrine, or you can go to my website, IsraelDoctrineEntertainment.com, because I use the terminology, um, and then I wanted to take it to a multimedia form where we could do okay. Um, okay. print this, that, and other, video, audio, whatever, blog talk shows. So IsraelDoctrineEntertainment.com, just type in Israel Doctrine, you'll get me. Okay. Well, listen, again, thank you, man, for accepting the invitation, Brother Yeshua. It is 42 after. If you go to 52, that'd be wonderful. And I can have the last few words and fuck off with a nice song. Uh, Brother Yeshua, please, uh, last words, again, how we know we Israel, how people get a hold of you, uh, what, you know, just whatever words you got to share man, on the topic. And remember, everybody, before I forget, remember, everybody, before I forget, my hope is to do 40 shows. The next show, I would like to talk about how we know we Israel not using the Bible, not using no scriptures. Can you do it with no scriptures? Because if something is true, you can prove it more than one way. That's the next show. And then the third show, after that point, you should become very well convinced we Israel. Anybody listening to both of these shows should know beyond a shadow of doubt. At that point, the next two shows is going to be, okay, what do we do now that we Israel? How do we move forward? What does it got to do with my Beatles, my man, my husband, my wife? How do we look at the world, God, the most high, you know, what do we do? What do we call them? Do we keep the Shabbat? Do we not? The next two shows, I want to invite these same two brothers for these four shows. We'll talk about that. Keep Stay posted. Stay in tune. Brother Ch- Yeshua, go ahead. Okay. Um, and, yeah, pretty much how we know Israel. Um, I'm going to go right back to, I think we covered a lot of scriptures, laid out a lot of things, a lot of prophecies. But I'm going to go back to one last prophecy. This prophecy is taken from uh, Isaiah chapter 11, and um, I'm going to read verse 1. It says, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. So who is Jesse? Jesse is King David's father. So the rod out of the stem of Jesse is King David. But then it says, And a branch shall grow out of his roots. So a branch, meaning another descendant, is coming out of David's roots. That descended is the Messiah. All through the script, whenever we see a branch capitalized like that, it's a title for the Messiah. We could take that word branch with a capital B, and every time you see that, it's talking about the Messiah, and it's clearly uh, proven. So as we drop down, um, we'll see what this person is supposed to do. It says, verse 2, And the spirit of Yahweh shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of Yahweh. Now I'm going to drop on down to see exactly what this person is supposed to do. I'm going to go down to verse number, verse 10. It says, and in that day there shall come a root of Jesse, the same root of Jesse that was up at the top, that branch. To um, Then it says, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To which shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. We know the scriptures in the New Testament talk about the Messiah's rest. It says his rest shall be glorious. But look what he's going to do upon his second return. It says, um, verse 11, And it shall come to pass in that day that Yahweh shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt. Now he starts to name because we know the final return of the whole nation of Israel, all 12 tribes as a whole, will not happen until the Messiah returns to earth and return his people back to the land. So he's naming here some of the lands because as we started the show, it was first stated that 
you know, you don't know last day prophecies unless you know who Israel is. A lot of people are waiting on the rapture, and they're saying since the Jews are back in the land, the rapture can come at any time. Well, first of all, as we know, the Jews are not in the land. The Israelites are not in the land because those people that's in the land are not the Israelites. Second of all, if we just look at these scripture and we match it up to what to the people in the land, it says um, they shall come back from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros, from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, and Hamath. Seven different countries it listed that the Israelites will come back from, that they will be returned home from, and none of those countries did those fake Jews come from. They came from Poland, which is nowhere in there. They came from Russia. They came from Turkey. They came from Ukraine and Eastern Europe, and they came from Germany. And none of those names are listed there, so that helps to rouse your suspicion somewhat. And not only are those names not listed there, all of these lands are so-called black lands, you know, Assyria. That's where the ten tribes were taken, to Assyria, never returned. Then it says Egypt. Egypt is in Africa. Then it says Pathros. Pathros is upper Egypt. Egypt. Egypt was always separated from upper Egypt and lower Egypt. Okay, Kush, which is Ethiopia. Elam, which is Iran. Shinar, which is Iraq. Hamath, which is the land mass right above Israel. And from the islands of the sea. Now we know that includes us. And how do we know that? Because the Most High said in Deuteronomy 28, he said, you're going to go into captivity into a land that you nor your fathers have never heard of. So therefore, the land that we're at called America, that land is nowhere mentioned in the table of nations in Genesis chapter 10. The Most High said, I'm sending you to a land far away, a land that you have never heard of. Therefore, he never gave it a name. He just told us the condition we will be in when we get to that land. And it's just known as the islands of the sea, you know. Um, because, again, he didn't have a name for it. Our ancestors didn't know of it, so they couldn't speak of it as a name as they spoke of these other nations like Egypt and Hamad. Okay, um, so that's one major scripture I wanted to bring out to take another angle to show that the people who are in the land came from none of these lands listed here. But the prophecies clearly say Israel is coming back from these different lands. And most of the world is thinking that the Israelites has returned home. That's what they're thinking. But they're not reading and matching it up with the prophecies of the books. You have to come from these different lands. Um, you know, just with that, and um, and I thought it was a great show today. I liked what everybody had to say. You know, all the different uh, scriptures brought out. Everybody was very, um, you know, respectful for each other's time and different things like that. And um, it's very powerful. And like you said many times, Brother Steph, I mean, we could all get together and we could bring out a hundred more scriptures than what we even brought out today. It's unbelievable proof in this Bible who we are. We could, we could deal with the skin color of the Israelites. We could deal with the hair texture of the Israelites. We could deal with more prophecies. It's even prophecies in the book that talk about how, you know, Israel will be scattered and they're going to be um, in the land of their captivity, and they're going to be standing on street corners. I mean, the Bible yeah, talks about I, it. I, I mentioned that. You know what? Now one of you brothers, to me, mm-hmm. dropped the hard scripture, which is impressive. Not mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, y'all cold-blooded. When y'all even talk about lamentation where it said, our visage is going to be blacker than a coal, which means face. Our face is going to be blacker than the oven. 
We ain't even talk about dreadlocks. We ain't even talk about nappy heads. But y'all some cold brothers. Listen, <laughs> brother uh, Yeshua, brother Joseph is still on the line holding. He listened. If told this brother ain't no joke. Uh, this brother right here is looking for truth. So what I want you to do is tell him of a show you did, because you dealt with Egypt in very minute details on your show. Tell him how to get a hold of you and tell him what specific shows he needs to listen to to ex- where you really take two hours and get into this. Okay, well, um, pretty much i say the same Facebook page that Brother Gary mentioned. Me and him both operate that uh, Israel Now Facebook page. Just hit us up on there, Israel Now. Noun is spelled with two W's. Israel is the regular spelling, I-S-R-A-E-L. Noun is N-O-W-W. Um, just hit us up on that Facebook page, inbox me or whatever you want to do, and, you know, we'll get the information from there. Usually from that page, we'll post for the um, upcoming upcoming radio shows as well. Um, one show that I did do, um, it's a show that deals with, um, you know, because it's a teaching going around. You know, a lot of people seen that Zeitgeist, uh, what do they call it, the Zeitgeist video, talking about how the Messiah and came from... Um, uh, some Egyptian deities and how the Egyptian deities were, um, you know, they were supposed to be born of a virgin. They were supposed to have been all these different things that he's supposed to walk around with 12 disciples. He's supposed to heal people. He was considered the savior of the world and different things like that. But the Egyptian deity, which is a true story in Egypt, it was only a myth. There was no myth that actually did that in Egypt. But what little do people know that the Egyptians were not the only ones that had that story. The Babylonians before the Egyptians, the ancient Babylonians, uh, such as the land of summer, ancient Mesopotamia, where Abraham came from, they had the exact same story. They just had, the, you know, just a different name of a different god that they worshipped. But it was the exact same story. So nobody really goes to the Egyptians and say, well, the Egyptians stole everything they know from the ancient Babylonians. Because everything you see in ancient Babylon, Egypt came after that, and Egypt had the same spiritual concepts. But not only did they have it, the Greeks had it, the Romans had it, the Native Americans had it. So what we did is put together some scriptures uh, to show throughout the scriptures why all of these different nationalities who had no connection with each other had the same storyline of a Messiah to come, that was considered to be the Son of God, uh, was going to take away the sins of the world, was going to die for the people, had 12 disciples, went around healing people. Now, at first glance, you would think, wait a minute, somebody done pulled a hoax over my head. This whole Messiah thing is not true. But when you learn throughout the history that the people in, they, in ancient America had that story, they had no connection to the Egyptians. All these different people all around the world, people in China had the story. People over here had the story. And you realize what was the one thing through Scripture, we'll prove it through Scripture. I'm only stating it right now. But the one thing through Scripture that they all had and all understood was what the Most High gave us in Genesis 1 and 14 when he said, you shall use the lights in the sky to number your days, months, and years. He said, you shall use them for signs and seasons and days and years. A lot of people, a lot of Israelites are dealing with the signs. I mean, they're dealing with the seasons, days, and years, but not many people are dealing with the signs. When he said you should use the lights in the sky, the sun, moon, and stars for signs, that word signs means an omen or a prophecy. 
So what type of lights in the sky told us a prophecy? Because we see in the New Testament the wise men came. Why did they come to see the Messiah? They said, we see his star in the sky. You know, so the ancients understood what the uh, constellations meant because the Most High in the book of Job, I believe it's chapter 38 and verse 32, said he that created the uh, Maserat. Maserat is the word for zodiac. So if the Most High created the zodiac, what did he create it for? He tells us all throughout the scriptures what it was created for. This is a little-known fact that people don't deal with. The the constellations has deep meaning, and they were all set up as pictures in the sky of groupings of stars that meant the life of the Messiah. That's why all of the nations knew the story that some Messiah is going to come and be the Son of God and die for the sins of the world. How could they all make up the same story and they had no connection with each other? So that's you, just you do that, what, what show deals with that? What show deals with that? Um, it's a show I think I did um, probably about a year and a half ago. Um, if you go through the archives of my radio show on Block Talk Radio, it's called Israel Now Radio Show, um, you'll have to go back. But the title of the show, they're all titled. The title is um, The Zodiac Prophecies. That's the title. And we're taking it all okay. straight from Scripture. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Brother Yeshua, I got three minutes, four minutes before this thing on the shutout. Brother Gary, you still there? Yes. Brother Carl, you still there? Brother Carl, you still there? No, I think Brother Carl's gone. Okay. Well, listen, everybody, those of y'all still listening, uh, uh, and and even in the archives, people will be listening tomorrow, and you still uh, listen to the show. I want to thank everybody for listening again. And uh, my show, in, in brief, I don't have time to really talk. I'm going to just say this. I have a show that, that you listen to right now, Five Smooth Stones, and I did. I talked about this topic probably just as much as anybody. It's called Proof of uh, uh, Biblical Black Jews. I talk, I talk about it scientifically. I read articles. I play clips. I do all kind of stuff to, to bring out this truth, not just scripturally. We talk about leprosy. We talk about if people mix, mix, mix. How can you get a white race out of all of that? We talk about Jeremiah 1. The Most High said he was going to basically empty the countries north of Israel into Israel as a punishment. That was the crusades was a part of that fulfillment. And I get to, when I get to talking about how we all want people, and I get to attacking white-skinned, so-called white-skinned people, and, and this foolishness about a race based upon color, it, you, won't, you won't have nobody white left on the planet. Nobody. Nobody. Europe, the thing that happened to Europe with the white nation is very new. White people pop out of every single nation on the planet. That's not the home of white people. Every single nation have white people. So I go to the scriptures and I talk about something called leprosy, and that's going to be happening to the next show. We're going to talk about that because it's not them and us. We're the same people, just lack of pigmentation. But that's Bible. We said we're going to stick with the book. We're sticking with the book. That's Leviticus 13. And like I said, Jeremiah 1. And there's a whole lot more scriptures. I can't go into them off time, but listen to uh, do, I mean, uh, proof of uh, biblical black Jews. I know I've done at least six shows on that. I mean, six shows, two hours a whop. You gotta get if you're really serious, you can get anything, everything you can possibly imagine on those shows. And remember, you have an unction from the Holy Spirit. Need not that any man really should teach. If you just listen to your inner spirit 
Ask the most high, what is he really trying to say to you? Folks, we got to go. This is going to disconnect here. And uh, uh, let me try to think if I can say anything. Brother Joe, Brother Gary, just hold on. I may call you afterwards to the show just uh, uh, quickly. Otherwise, I'll talk to you brothers tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and meet y'all. Appreciate y'all. I really do, okay? All right. Shalom. All right. All right, but I want y'all to look at the Shalom. Uh, yeah, Shalom. Uh, and, uh, I just want y'all to see this last little clip, and then we're going to be out of here. Uh for a little minute we got, because this is a uh, very important message to those, uh, uh, very important message to those that are uh, figuring, trying to figure out what they're going to do and what they're going to believe after they hear this stuff that just, I'm sure, rattled. Uh, a lot of y'all's faith. You're probably wondering, what do you do? Where do you go? Uh, this is a little something for y'all. And again, check out those shows I mentioned. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.